0: And after all said and done, you can be taking sweaters out of your bad asses all night long. You got bad asses. No, even chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance. You can run, Smith, but here's one the badness. Or well, Rick Flair. You know what? I'm not a normal-looking athlete at myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the games of line. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Anderson, like Luga and the homeland of night. I am not. raise motivation you no know, I love you I know he loves sugar but I check my pocket I don't have no donuts I don't have no cheeseburger I know you love sugar but I ain't got none to be the man you gotta beat the man and I'm saying whoo right here in Nashville Tennessee pal I'm the man Booking a match for the total package like Lex and Super Brawl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what heart is all above. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say, thank you very much. Make, make a, make a, a good, I hate dogs. Oh, yeah. Hit the dog. Today, I've got to stop and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR.
1: had to be done it had to be done had to give one more shout out to betty white passed away new year's eve that was how we ended 2021 smart how you doing buddy
2: i am doing well how are you
1: i'm doing good man i am doing pretty good wednesday night it's dirt sheet dudes and i'm happy to be here but like i said we did need to play that one more time just kind of uh, pay our respects to Betty White. I did say something Saturday night during the Warriors. Uh, little redux over there on YouTube. Don't forget to check that out. Just go check out Hollywood Hangout on YouTube. Uh, you'll find it. You know, check. just go to Hollywood Hangout podcast and it pulls up easier. So there you go with that. And uh, yeah, I just figured we'd do that one more time. I was a huge Golden Girls fan. I was young, staying home, didn't do a damn thing anyway. So... It was on and I liked the show. There you go. There you go. One hell of a show. So it was definitely worth doing that. Um and I, I like I said, I said a few things about her on Saturday also. So but I just figured we'd do that. Um I didn't want to get kicked off of YouTube for uh on my first little trial of a of the Hollywood hangout over there. So you know, did good, did good, didn't do it. But um yeah man, we've uh, we took last week off. Happy New Year everyone, smart you included.
2: Yes, sir, you as well.
1: Yes, we did talk briefly on Saturday. I did get to say that already. Um, but you were having some storms and problems over there with the internet.
2: Yeah, it's been a rough fucking couple of days weather-wise. It's supposed to get down to like the teens around here at some point tomorrow morning. So had like fucking tornado come through, tornadoes come through the area fucking Saturday and now we're freezing tomorrow. So mm.
1: yeah, tomorrow night, it's going to get a little chilly <sighs> here. It's going to be 25. Cool. 25 is going to be pretty chilly here, but then it sort of warms up a little bit. But Friday when I go to work, it's going to be fucking cold. Um, it was cold this morning. Thirty-two when I left the house. It's cool though because I, I drive south to work, so like I'll literally see the temperature just rising and rising and rising as I go to work. It'll literally change ten degrees when I leave here, and by the time I get to work, yeah. they see. It's
2: crazy. Do you, is it a situation where you have like any like hills or valleys that you got to go through? No. So like, you got to go through. There's a b- pretty big mountain. you have to like traverse? to get to most of the businesses downtown, so.
1: Yeah, you start hitting mountains when you get near the, uh... South Texas has some good mountains that I would have to drive, but we don't have any of those here. Um, No, I pretty much just go through some backcountry roads. Most of my trip is getting to the highway. Mm. Gotcha. Like, my ride is 50 minutes in the morning. 25 to 30 minutes of that is just getting from here to the highway. Once I hit the highway, it's like pfft, I'm good to go. So, nice. yeah, that's really it's just country roads, highway, and I'm at work. And uh oh, there and, you go. And there's like five ways to get me home from work, so I trust my old uh, Waze GPS.
2: Great. Okay, okay, now you've prompted me. Are you one of those people that argues with the fucking GPS as though it is in the car with you?
1: Not all the time.
2: <laughs> I'll accept that. If That is good enough.
1: If I'm stopping at a store, I'll be like, no, I'm not going to turn right. I need a fucking drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I'm doing it. Just be, I know I'm being an idiot, but I mean, come on. You it, it, It's what you do. You did
2: not factor in how drunk I was when you gave me this.
1: <laughs> I yell at people like they can hear me too. I mean...
2: Mm-hmm. That, that's sort of just tradition. Everybody does that, I
1: think. It is. It is. You yell things in your car. You yell at people in your car. You sing in your car. You do things in your car you would not do out in public. It's just how it goes. But I, yeah, you know? I... I I mean, I, I don't like scream with the GPS. I know where I'm going! No, I don't do that. I'm not that old yet. <clears throat> Very good. My dad will. I'm not going that way. I'm not going that way. I know the way to go. Okay. Okay. Oh look, we hit traffic. <clears throat> <laughs> well,
2: that's that's what prompted me to ask that because my grandfather will do that all the time. He'll ask the fucking GPS for directions, but then he'll know better than the GPS. So why are yeah. you using it?
1: Yep. Yep. That's uh, that's my dad. Which uh, luckily, I mean, he's he's got the whole little kind of like computer screen in his car, kind of like I do. And uh, he, he just, he, he's so not good at it. It's, but, but it's funny to watch him. And I, a lot of times I'll know how to fix it, but I prefer sometimes just letting him roll with it because it's more fun. He's 70 at this point and it's just fun to watch him. So.
2: Then <laughs> Luke's bring up a good question. Here's things you wouldn't do in public. <laughs> it's like, I can really only think of two. And th- they would both land you on the same list. Uh huh. Just urinate, and you know the old Pee Wee Herman.
1: Well, I've oh, I've never done that in the car. <laughs> well, I gotta get that shit in my fucking. Well, not the
2: car. I'm like... just saying, in public in general, you don't want to fucking well, yeah. have to, you know, detail the uh, you know interior or whatever.
1: Well, true, true, true. I mean, literally, I once told a girl, "You better swallow that. I don't want that shit on my seat." But I uh...
2: just got this car fucking
3: washed.
1: I did say that
2: one. True romantic, a true romantic.
1: I mean, she did, but her eyes did not say "yummy." I'll just put it that way. They did not.
2: You <laughs> got a bad Yelp review. And uh,
1: she turned evil. I was worried she was gonna bite. I was worried she was gonna bite down. But anyway, let's just skip that part before the wife walks in. Uh, okay. But I, I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> She went from mmm mm, to mmm really quickly. <laughs> okay. mm,
2: quicker uh, you finish, unless you have to taste it.
1: Look, let's just leave it at that right there. Let's just leave it at that. Anyway, this was a great way to introduce the show. This was a great way to bring in the new year for this show right here. Um, setting the tone. Let's absolutely. Hopefully, um, and I've been kind of talking to Mark. hopefully there's going to be a couple of minor changes going on here. Uh, within the next couple of months, we're going to uh, see what happens with all that. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Otherwise, you know, we're still going to fucking do our goddamn thing here. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, Cutie Marshall in the chat saying that everyone's getting COVID or colds, it, 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 And you know what? It, it It's not even worth going to the fucking hospital at this point unless you're unless you need to go. I mean, you know, but I mean, yeah, I've had it for a little over a week. Although you know me, I drink. I don't really take care of my body. Uh, colds don't go away very easily in me. But I am having a no, nice. Same uh, here. I'm having a nice seltzer right now. A little, little mango passion fruit, like I showed just Mark. A little, little, little bubbly. A little, little bit of the bubbly. There you go. There you go. This shit's pretty fucking. I I gotta tell you, man. I like flavored seltzer. But the bubbly really is good because it's not an overpowering flavor. Like, mm. there's flavors I'll drink of this that I will not even touch in, like, any other seltzer. And don't even ask me to drink seltzer beer. Stop with the White Claw. Don't do it. I'm not fucking Tony Khan. Tony Khan was having a few too many White Claws, obviously, the other night. <laughs>
2: And I think so. we'll get into that later, but I think he did Vince proud.
1: I think uh, I think Joey Janela must have stopped by for, for for a few a few drinks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Him and the boys having some White Claw, <laughs> getting on Twitter, talking smack. So that's I, it. Uh, yeah, we will definitely, most definitely, get into all that later. But uh, I guess we can go ahead. Have- I guess we'll knock out plugs real quick, Smart. Um, Eric will be joining us in a little while. He uh, had a few things to do before he jumped on into the show. So uh, give me a minute. I really should not have to, like, pull the plugs up at this point. But, eh, you know, I'm high. Leave me alone. <laughs> what other excuse can I use, Smart? <laughs> hey, you know, it's all right. And after this bubbly, I'm going to start drinking some beer, so. All right, let me hit this right here, and that means we do start out with the high marks. That's right, Cheese Man, Mojo, G Wiz, a bunch of wonderful gentlemen over there that you should be listening to. I'm sure they're like, "Who is he talking about?" No, no they are. They're good guys, and you should definitely be listening to them. 30 p.m. Eastern time Sunday nights. Also catch them on YouTube. Also, and you can check them out on Mixler.com/slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. There's two T's in Mitt. So do not forget it when you type it. Mixed Metal Mip, Network. And of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. Subscribe to the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Anywhere you get good podcasts. Anywhere you get bad podcasts, you'll find it there too. Anywhere you find podcasts, you will find the Inhumans. Check them out. And of course, Eric jumping in, in a little while. And he's on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I Oh, wait. Nope, I thought he jumped in for a second there. And I cannot even do his uh, plugs justice. I know he's got a show every friggin' night. We'll let him do it later. But uh, <laughs> definitely check him out, Blog Talk Radio, and all the usual podcast platforms. And a definite Happy New Year, and thank you to Stephen Milan out there sharing the show. It is appreciated, sir. Go check him out, reviewing movies, letterboxd.com, letterboxd.com. Letter, slash Stephen Milan T Wells in Milan and then Hollywood Hangout. Once again, I think I'm going to stick to that YouTube format. Um, so definitely Saturday nights, 8.30 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry. Not, uh, yeah, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Check it out right there. YouTube. Look it up. Subscribe, please. Mark
2: there you go Monday's 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Med Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine it is Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man Luke, Birch, Matt, and myself and this coming week we're going to be joined once again by G-Biz, he's back to talk to UFC there was a Quite a bit of a uh, drop-off there for a minute. No QFC cards for a couple weeks. But we're going to be back at full strength this Monday. So join us. Check us out. Also, what you want to do Sundays, 2.30 p.m. on the Metal Mid Podcast Network, on the Mixing Machine. It is the Moderg City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Turk. And the last, never, ever, 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 least it is our friends at Planet r the Platter Rock on Tour Podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. Be sure to subscribe. We got all 16 episodes of Season 1, and we got Season 2 rolling along as we speak. I believe Season, or Episode 4, rather, dropped today. Oh. So you mm. want to be subscribed so you can check that out and enjoy all the goodness in your ear hole.
1: Mmm, right in the ear hole. You gotta love it. You gotta love it right there. All right, and that brings us to the end of the music and the end of the plugs. Good timing, and Eric,
4: what up, well, Happy, happy ha- New Year, guys! Happy
1: New Year to you, Eric. What All a great
4: time! Right. To- what an um, interesting two weeks that we missed. It has
1: been interesting, to say the least. Uh, there has been some. Have a lot to get. There has been. We are going. We yeah, I think we're going to get well. I mean, really, if you think about it, the biggest news is uh, Tony Khan's foot in his mouth, the releases, and uh, we got a few more things to get into, um, most definitely. But uh, how was your New Year, Eric? Let's get into that real quick.
4: Pretty fast. I mean, the holiday was fast. How about you guys? Yeah, it's
1: probably a good way to explain it fast. That's what happens though when you just, you know, you drink too much. It just, just blurs you, you blur through it. Next thing you know, it's, fuck, I got to work tomorrow.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you're getting your 30s, it's
2: downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> a message of hope and optimism for the new year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Once you hit my age, you don't even go out anymore. You don't care. It's just like, fuck it. Let's just get drunk at home.
4: Your age, how about my age?
1: Uh, I said 30, mid mid thirties. Oh, I was I, early yeah. early
4: thirties is still still early, but mid thirties when you get mid thirties, it, it starts yeah. to hit you.
1: Yeah, I would say mid thirties. I basically quit going out. I'd have people over my house or so or shit like that. And I just I I just decided to not bother trying to go get killed or pulled over on New Year's <laughs> Eve. So stayed home. Yeah. Got hammered. People usually pass exactly. out. People passed out on my you couches. you your 30s you don't
4: give. A fuck.
1: Nah, nah, you don't care. You've seen enough of them. You're like, oh look, the ball's gonna drop again. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I'm Smart. still waiting on that second one, personally, but.
1: Well, just wait another hour. It'll drop again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can rewatch it. DVR it, Mark. Mm. We have technology now. This is true, the <laughs> old DVR. That's it, man. You know, speaking of technology, we have podcasts like this out there. Uh, and once again, we've been kind of starting out with Freddie Prince stories. So let's go ahead and keep going with that. Freddie Prince Jr., once again, revealing a lot of stuff on his podcast about WWE. Uh, the show, once again, is called Wrestling with Freddie. <laughs>
4: have you listened to it?
1: No, I can't. All I think of is the dude from Scooby-Doo when I... I Wow, I'm actually
2: surprised. I I was going to be thinking of Freddy Krueger, so we're in the same ballpark.
1: No, I see him in the white shirt, the little blue little scarfy thing. I just can't. I just can't do it. I just can't. Oh,
2: shit, he was in that Scooby-Doo movie, huh? It was him and the uh, fucker from Scream. Unless it's the same guy, Matthew Willard. That's what I'm thinking of.
1: Yep, yep. Shaggy, Matthew Willard. That's right. He was from Scream. Also, was in Hackers.
2: Oh, okay. Very nice. Yes. Shout out to Angelina Jolie.
1: Ah, uh, you get to see a lot of Angelina Jolie in that movie. Believe it or not. Uh, Indeed. For her first movie, for her first movie, she got risque. Anyway, let's get back to the story before we get it's into
2: it. being all downhill
1: there. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> well that whole Billy Bob Thornton thing just kinda anyway. Um <laughs> Wrestling with Freddy was the name of the podcast. Uh is not was is the name of the podcast. The podcast is still alive, it's not dead. Uh he actually gets into something that a lot of shows have talked about, as have we. And says WWE was looking to sell the entire company to Fox. But Fox wasn't interested in the price that WWE was asking for. So they signed the licensing deal for SmackDown instead. Which is where that deal for SmackDown obviously came from. Uh, He goes on to say, I was talking to a dude who... (laughs) I was talking to a dude who was interviewing to be their COO. Or the dude they wanted to interview. They ended up going with Nick Khan. My friend had passed. He just wanted to talk to me about the company. We were talking about the brand, and he goes, they wanted us to buy the whole product, and he was an executive at Fox. They wanted us to buy the whole brand, but the number wasn't a number we were going to pay, so we did the SmackDown licensing instead. I said, were you even considered for the job? No, no. I just wanted to talk to you and make sure I wasn't crazy and losing my mind. It's a crazy place to work. You have a nice job in L.A. Your family is in L.A. Stay in L.A. I knew they were going to sell a long time ago off that, and that hit me like a ton of bricks. Hmm. So, according to Freddie Prince Jr., they were looking to sell at one point, so if they do find that someone willing to pay their, I guess this is the Ted DiBiase thing. Everyone's got a price, and I guess they do have a price for WWE. They've just got to find someone to pay it. Right. I think that's kind of interesting. I think that's very interesting. Again, if true, if yeah, I, I tend to believe this guy. He's got a, I mean, he's got a career. He can't just go on and lie about shit and think that he's going to have his Hollywood career back. So I really think he's got nothing to lose in telling the truth. I don't think he wants to go back to WWE. But um, this is, like I said, this is interesting at minimum, the story. Surprising, no. Everyone said that, you know, they're looking to sell, looking to sell, looking to sell. Man, I wonder what that price is. Either Either one of you guys got even a, 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 a spitball what it could be 15
4: million
1: 15 billion
4: 15 billion 15 billion hmm that's uh, what, what would you say smart
2: who this would be requiring me to do math which puts me in a real danger zone but I mean i would say somewhere between you just kind of average up the last two or three years that they you know their earnings that they reported Add up your potential, you know, like future earnings for the next year or two times that by like two. And I think you'd be at that number, I think, roundabout.
1: Did you carry the one? Mm
2: -hmm. I just kept saying numbers until I I felt like I felt smart. So then I stopped.
1: Okay. Yeah. As long as you carried the one, I think you're okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you
2: I'm pushing my abacus to its limit right now
1: yeah but I'll tell you what man it gets pretty crazy if you think about it with a deal like WWE because you're buying not only WWE you're buying that you're buying the merchandise you're buying is, is is the movie a part of that do they lose the movie thing there too do they they're I wouldn't even want to be involved in a type of sale for a company like WWE. I think it would be absolutely a fucking nightmare. A nightmare to be involved in a deal like that.
2: Yeah, but I mean, we've seen stuff like this happen quite a bit the last couple of years, especially with like streaming services you know, at an all-time high, just all kinds of different media properties being shoveled around Star Wars and Fox and The Simpsons and things like
3: that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that... But, but I mean, this is such a... I mean, they've got so many little... Their hands in so many things and so many trademarks and this and that and NXT. What happened with NXT? Does NXT get swallowed up? It's just... I just think it would be a nightmare, but... It would be tough to put a number on it. I think Eric's is probably somewhere in the range they would be. I would say somewhere somewhere in that range. Um, Man. I mean, Jesus Christ. If I was just some sort of mega... I mean, Elon Musk, just buy it.
4: <laughs> I, mean, I would go as high as $25 billion.
1: I mean, this is like his taxes for last year. Let's just do it, man. I mean... <laughs> Imagine Elon Musk buying it and we have WWE in space.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. No one? Uh, back Max Moon?
1: All right. I should probably not smoke any more weed right now, obviously. Um, but uh, Hey, Conan's got not, Conan can't be having that much
2: to do. You could have him bring back fucking Max Moon.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. You could. You could. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, he's sending everything up to space. I mean, he sent it. The man sent a Tesla to space. It; th- those are his rockets going up in the sky right now, sending all William Shatner and all these people to space.
2: Yeah, yeah that is true.
1: Yeah, that's his shit. So, man,
2: I just try not to talk about that because I, I think I said before on the show that I was rooting for like yeah. one of the rockets to explode, and then everybody just thought I was a psycho. So I, I withhold. Do I,
1: I'm glad you repeated that.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't say which one. It was fucking he was doing it. Branson was doing it. I'm not saying specifically who I wish ill on, but.
1: Oh, I know. Well, I.
2: Anyway. By the way, Elon Rhyme. Shit.
1: I mean, it's definitely. I mean, you can't wish ill on William Shatner. That fucking legend.
2: WWE Hall of Famer, of
1: course. I mean, let's be honest. He's kind of right under Betty White in Legendary Actors. They
2: just gotta they but they gotta stop letting people ironically do shit that was relevant to their acting or television career. Like you you can't have fucking George Clooney performing open heart surgery on motherfuckers. There there's gotta be a limit at some point.
1: Well, I mean he yeah played a doctor on television.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean shit if Bruce Willis wants to try to take on a comet, I'm down.
1: I... We're crazy enough to let them do it in this fucking day and age right now. Mm
2: -hmm. And anything for a little bit of entertainment. We're fucking desperate for something positive.
1: At this point, man. I mean, at this point, uh, there's people out there who think that we're all in a Hollywood movie anyway. So, you know. Mm. Like, we're all just, you know, like, like, like it's all just a Truman show, like all of it. It'd be nice. You never know. It'd be nice, I wish I could catch someone and be like Y'all gotta start paying me for this shit so I can quit my job Nah Seriously, seriously Well, I mean, I'm a little
2: bit bummed out Because I'm like, you know, kind of a larger man With not so, such great intelligence So I'm like, I'm expecting my hot sitcom wife to show up Shit's just not popping <laughs> I mean, I follow the fucking John Goodman me- Well, not John Goodman, that's a terrible example <sighs> uh, Fucking, I don't want to say Kevin James Let's just move mm-hmm.
1: on I mean, if you go Tom Arnold, you're you're a trifecta, of fucking not wanting to mention people. But anyway,
2: well, I, Kevin James' wife on that show wasn't that bad looking. I'm fucking what's a good example of
1: this? No, and, Al Bundy, and she's a little bit of a nut job too. But
2: yeah, well, former Scientologist, so at one point, definitely a nut job.
1: Definitely, she's hot though. She really yeah. is. She
2: really is. Luke Bridge says, "I'll trust you." Lori's medical judgment more than any trained doctor. I don't know why Hugh Laurie was such a difficult name for me to read.
1: I don't know. I think I'll trust Elon Musk over doctors. Uh, Anyway, there you go. Who wouldn't support Martin Sheen for president? True.
2: That's right.
1: I'd support Charlie at this point.
2: Why Why not?
1: I mean, seriously. I mean, we, we could have some porn stars up in the... I mean, we've, I mean we have a few porn you know, stars.
2: I, that's true. You know, I I just watched uh, fucking Mars Attacks the other day. Terrible movie, but I would Jack Nicholson. Mm. That
4: would be bad. The Rock should just run for president
2: like he said
4: he would. Ned's
1: yeah, it's coming. I watched Commando last night. I mean, I could just mm-hmm. see Arnold running for president. I am president in Day United the of I'll...
4: Is he even eligible to run for President no. Arnold? No. Isn't he? no. No,
1: but they would turn over, what is that, the 23rd Amendment or some bullshit like that or something. They would turn over something and let him do it. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. At one point, he would just would... go, please. The, no rock versus
4: the, the Rock versus Arnold 2024.
1: There you go. And I can just hear, please, no more questions. We have to get to the chopper. I don't know. Would you vote for? I probably, I would probably abstain from voting that year
2: again. Uh, <laughs> you know, all the way, Daddy. You give would me you the, vote for the
4: Rock.
1: Uh, if, you, if literally, if you gave me the Rock versus uh, b- versus him, I, I I believe I would just be like, neither. No one's blaming me for none of this shit. Okay. Just...
4: <laughs> I mean, I would vote for the Rock.
1: Um, I mean, everyone complained that we had a. just a crazy reality star as a president that was unqualified. So if we got the Rock, where is he qualified to be president? (laughs) I'm voting
2: Eric B for president, and that was in reference for literally just Bobby Anthem that I see in the
1: chat. So shout out (laughs) to him. I mean, we can. I mean, you can write in names for president. I mean, you know, people can
4: sure. Yeah,
1: you can write in. I'll write
4: your name box.
1: Oh, please don't. That's the last job I want. Okay. I, I I would work for if you gave me a choice, be president or work for WWE. I would choose working for WWE, no matter how long it lasted.
2: Oh hell yeah! You, you get what? fired quicker. You're probably gonna make more money.
1: Uh, yeah, and oh my god, I could I couldn't take the media scrutiny of being president. I couldn't do it. I. I mean, I've got pretty thick skin, but when it comes to what they do to Democrat, Republican, I'm not. I'm going any president, any president, any year, both sides tear apart everything. I couldn't fucking do it. I couldn't. I wouldn't want to. I'm not a politician. That's why I didn't get into politics. I don't like politics. I think politicians are sleazy people. And I'd use the word people loosely. Yes. And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, WWE was going to sell to Fox. We know it didn't happen. I guess we can just roll on from there. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of, no, not a good transition. No, do know, Smart, we had a second story you were going to get into. Why don't you just go ahead and get into it?
2: Yeah. Okay, so this is, you know, we're going to hit all the uh, 90s actors in a row here. Mm -hmm. We're going from Freddie Prinze Jr. to Macaulay Culkin, who is a guest on Freddie Prinze Jr.'s podcast. So there you go. And uh, this isn't really relevant to the story in particular, but I'm just going to bring this one out here to pop you specifically. Culkin says his first exposure to wrestling came in the winter of 1989 when he was filming the movie Uncle Buck. He was watching wrestling television one morning when he came across one of WWE's syndicated shows. So there you go. Mm. A little bit of a fun story from his time on Uncle Buck. So, anyways, Prince asked if he ever worked wanted to work for WWE. Colkin said he's definitely thought about it and regrets never following through. "Quote: Now that I'm a dad, I barely have time to pee. It would have to be it would have been cool to do, but it's one of those things he just never did." He's done some fantasy booking and came up with some cool storylines for Bray Wyatt. (laughs) Culkin's idea for this, it just makes me laugh that Macaulay Culkin's is like out here on wrestling message boards and shit. Um, Macaulay Culkin revealed that WWE reached out to him a few times asking for consultation about how to make the product better. He remembers telling them to differentiate between Raw and SmackDown because, quote, one is blue and one is red, but they're essentially the same. See, he really does watch. Huh? Unfortunately, WWE shot down the idea, <laughs> essentially uh, said, this is our product. <laughs> so his idea was just not to book the same shit on both shows, and they said, no, thank you. <laughs> Culkin said, quote, God bless Kevin Dunn, but, and did say Dunn is very good at what he does. However, he recalls most of his suggestions were related to freshening up the presentation of the product. Mm. Colkin also said today's wwe product is too repetitive with the same matchups over and over again quote fuck dude if i have to see one more fucking don't get me wrong i'm actually looking forward to what will be different this time but if i have to see brock lesnar versus roman reigns one more freaking time he said this after saying fuck twice i don't know why pull back now he named new day versus usos as another pairing he'd be happy to never see again he asked how many times can we watch the same match? And what the fuck is going on? A, a great summation of like the last ten years or yeah, so. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I mean, I, 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 first of all, I can just see Kevin Dunn. Motherfucker, parents should have left that kid alone longer. Fuck that little shit. Uh, okay, <laughs> fuck that little I be, prick. You don't know I hated you the
2: monsters. Like that. That wasn't my show. Okay. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, it. They're not going to take suggestions because they're out of touch. They are stuck in their own ways. They're not going to take suggestions. I mean, reaching out to Macaulay Culkin isn't exactly like reaching out to pop culture.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I still just appreciate that his idea was like, can you stop making it so repetitive? And they're just like, no.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> That's Jesus Christ, look what we got Saturday. We got so Usos versus the New Day again um but i mean it's just it's 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 why even ask for consultation you know you're gonna fucking shut him down i think they were he was talking about wrestling a lot he had a little uh, video blog about wrestling didn't he
2: yeah at one point i believe he
1: did yeah so i'm sure they were just like all right just let's see if he can do what he thinks he can do let's just take some ideas from the fucking guy and then they just shot him all down, and he's like, "Oh, y'all don't really want to th- It's not like they're like, "Well, we decided to check in with Beyonce and see what her ideas would be too." No, Macaulay Culkin. Let's check in with him. Indeed. I mean, I fucking like Macaulay Culkin. I'm not shitting on the guy. So, and actually, there was a there's a picture of him at a WWE event, WWF at the time. And his brother right beside him. His brother was in the movie Signs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, he was. Rory, McC- Rory McCaugen? Is that his name, I think? I think that's his name. I think that's his name again. I didn't
4: know he had a brother.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes, he does. I, I mean, why bother? I'm sorry, but why bother? Why bother with yeah. this shit? But uh, that's kind of funny, though. And uh, I, I do think it's funny here. And he says uh, he got hooked after seeing uh, a clip of the ultimate warrior squashing the honky tonk man from SummerSlam 89. Um, and he was like, who is that guy? And he uh, he liked he was an ultimate warrior fan, as was I. Whoa. Excuse me. So, all right. Who else has something on that?
2: Not really, no. <laughs> Alright. Well, I just as a quick aside, I actually saw the Dark Side of the Ring with the Ultimate Warrior for the first time today, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to where you think I'm going with this. They were talking about his second time coming back with the company, and he said Vince brought along his cronies, like, you know, negotiated a new deal with them. And he said that Jim Ross said that he talked at length about a thing called destrastity, which is the truth before you realize your destiny and Jim Ross just stared at the floor for a second looked up and said that was her hours of my life i'm never getting back <laughs> i was just like I was just like wow that is the most honest thing in the world just, i fucking appreciated that so much
1: i got to tell you i mean we reviewed the ultimate warrior the 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 um uh, self destruction self destruction of ultimate warrior thank you i got i completely blanked right there and of all the people who came off, you know, some of them came off like, oh, I'm getting paid to shit, talk to the guy. One guy who came off like, I don't go, I-, I would do this for free, was J.R. He did not seem to like Warrior at all. I know what he said when he came back and oh, changed blah but blah, blah. he was getting paid. I don't think mm-hmm. the guy, I, don't, I really don't think he cared for Warrior at all. I don't think he liked the way he did business. I don't think he liked what he stood for. I don't think he, I, in my opinion, I don't think Jr. thought the guy could work one bit
2: he literally said that pretty much in the dark side of the ring. Yeah, there you go. Rehash something that happened months ago. Because he was saying that his whole thing was that he was so big and so strong and he could do everything. He was like, well, what else would you want me to do? And he's like, well, maybe fucking learn how to work, kid.
1: (laughs) See? JR is that guy. JR is that guy. Yep. Yep. He is. He is that guy. So, all right. I mean, we've really only got a couple. A little more here we can get into. Uh, we can get into a couple of quick things here, Smart. Like, um, let me see here. Kevin Owens' wife did announce that she did test positive for COVID-19. Um, So I would not expect to see Kevin Owens around for uh, at least one week, maybe even two, just to be safe. So. You know, and I'm sure they're going to be testing him every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he did say they are pretty much, um, that they are, that they are vaccinated and they, they're pretty much asymptomatic. Um, so they're pretty good right now. So we'll see what happens with them. I, again, I didn't want to, uh, get too much into that, but there you go. His wife did test positive, which means he may or may not have it. Yeah. He may or may not. You never know. Uh, a couple of guys at work, their wives got it, and they didn't. So... Exactly. Just the way it works. But hopefully, hopefully, if he does get it, he recovers quickly. Hopefully, his wife does recover quickly. So, there is that. And I guess, since we're talking about that, I guess we can talk briefly. I don't want to talk too much about... Uh, Day one, WWE's day one. We're we're damn near a work week past it already.
2: Guess uh, we are in day five at the moment.
1: Yes, which <laughs> is which is why there's no reason to talk much about day one. Um but we will mention a few things. I did see Ricochet break poor Rich Holland's nose. Mm-hmm. Rich Holland just came back from a hell of an injury. And then he did you, I'm, I mean, and you know, I know it's an accident, shit happens, but you feel bad for the guy because, you know, the first one he was catching someone, shit happened. This one is even worse luck for him. And he just, you know, a Ricochet just it was Cesaro that threw him, right? I think so. Yeah, Cesaro threw him in the in the, uh, pre-show. Cesaro kind of helped him do the flip. He sort of uh, flipped the leg over. And Ricochet just landed right on Ridge Holland's nose and it did not look good. And of course they had a, you know, all these little slow motion uh, gifs or gifs of it running around everywhere. And it was like,
3: ooh ooh.
1: ooh.
2: in relation to that, I don't know if you guys saw it. Cause it was on the uh, new year's Eve show, another like long past moment at this point, but the, uh, that tag team, match that they had on Rampage where it was like a tag team street fight
1: mm-hmm. with
2: uh, Bunny and Penelope Ford and Tay Conti and Anna Jay. Fucking Penelope Ford puts Tay Conti on the table, does a moonsault off the top rope and just lands directly on her fucking face. Yeah, Like she lands on Tay Conti's face. I'm like, I'm, I am was surprised that nothing broke. I was just like, ooh, that shit had to have sucked.
1: Yeah, I think the table might have had some some help with that fall going through a little more, but yeah, it was not, uh, that didn't look good for him. I kind of feel bad for uh, Ridge Holland. It seems like he's uh, he's snake-bitten by injuries. Well, maybe yeah. you get to wear one of those cool-ass
2: masks, though. Those are always nice. The Seamus mask or the Undertaker mask, depending on what era you're from.
1: Ah, uh, dashing Ridge Holland?
2: Yeah, there you go. Wow.
1: Uh-huh. I think I've seen that before.
2: Mm-hmm. The I've rep seen. Hamilton, if you're a sports fan.
1: Oh. Uh, going back, going back. Um, I saw a little bit of the RK Bro versus Street Profits, which was a damn good match from what I saw. Um, I think it's really shocking that they still have the RK Bro thing going and that Randy hasn't turned on him yet.
4: <laughs> it's
1: pretty shocking. He's
4: coming probably from WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I think probably right around then we're going to see it. But... Uh, Pretty pretty good match from what I saw from these guys, um, and like I said, since we were talking about the COVID thing, and by the way, the Edge versus Mids match, I did watch that whole thing, and that was fucking good as hell. That was a really good match between those two right there, uh, with Beth Phoenix making her comeback, looking a little like oh uh, wow, yeah, did Smarter? Or, 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 you guys ever seen Alpha Female?
4: No. She's never heard great. of it. She's
1: wrestled. She she was a wrestler. She's done MMA. Yeah, I
2: think so. She was like fucking seven foot tall or something.
1: Beth Phoenix came out looking a little bit like her. She had that that look a little bit of the older, old school alpha female. Um but Beth Phoenix looked good coming out, helped out um helped out Edge to get the win. And uh, Edge did get that win. So looked good. She did look good. Um, And I, yeah, I mean, we could really just get it. I mean, the main event was changed because Roman Reigns announced that day on Saturday, like Saturday morning, that he was diagnosed with COVID and couldn't make the show. So the main event well- was changed. The main event was changed to a four-way. It was Big E versus Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. That's a five-way. One, two, three, four. Five-way, excuse me. I don't know where I got four from. And um, boy, there were some angry people online after this match. Brock Lesnar obviously won. We know this already. I'm not spoiling anything. He did pin Big E to get the title, and man, a lot of people are really pissed that Big E lost to Brock Lesnar. I'm, uh, I, I was, I've always been an advocate for Big E. I really like Big E, but I also think that WWE didn't use him correctly during this exactly champ- during this championship run. He was losing matches all the time. I would have, I said before, I would have this guy plastered on every news show, every morning show. He would be working. I would have that title over his shoulder. He's got a fucking great personality. It's a natural great personality. I would have had this guy doing weather, whatever people would have let him do on the news, anything. I would have had this guy all over television promoting and having for this fucking company. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I don't know why. I, I really don't. I think they really missed out on a, a a lot of exposure with Big E. Um, and I I I think it's their fault. And I also see that let's face it, Brock Lesnar with the title, that's money to WWE. It just is. It is, yeah. And it just is. I mean, listen, would I rather see Big E still have the title? Yes, but are you going to have Big E beat Brock Lesnar at day one? Or if that happened, would that not be a WrestleMania moment for Big E and put him over even more if that were to happen?
2: Right.
1: Anyway, go ahead, guys. I
2: don't know. At this point, I'm just kind of numb to it at at all, really, because it's... Like, I totally agree with you. They didn't book Big E as a really effective champion, and they, they do this all the time with anybody who's, like, you know, new that they give a chance to, barring, say, you know, like a Bobby Lashley or whatever. But outside of that, it's usually they'll, they'll book somebody that you don't expect to be champion. Mm. They'll lose a bunch of times, and then when they have, like, their first real sort of challenger and put in front of them they end up losing and then that's it and then you know they don't end up getting another chance either ever or for at least another couple years so it's kind of rinse and repeat with that it is just it is what it is at this point you know I just like you said Brock Lesnar being champion is money to them but it's just like you know to go back to the Macaulay Coke and think how many more times can we (laughs) see this shit it's not even a, a knock on Lesnar it's just all right. Brock Lesnar's champion again and he's wrestling Roman Reigns again. All right. Yep. Yeah.
3: I don't
1: know. It it's it, it is. It it is repetitive and it is ridiculous. But once again, I mean, like I said, I'm I've been a huge advocate for Big E. I actually believe last year and on our awards, I think Big E was the breakout star from for twenty twenty one for me. And I mean, it's I really like the guy. I just don't understand why you wouldn't take advantage of the fact that he has, like I said, natural charisma, a naturally great personality. And why would you not take advantage of that? I know we're in a whole covid thing, but people are having guests on their shows all the time. You could literally have that guy sit there on a fucking zoom camera and I guarantee he'll do something funny.
2: Right. I guarantee you can do that, you can do pre records, you can do all kinds of shit.
1: Absolutely. I would have had this guy plastered all over, getting as much exposure as I could. Now, don't get me wrong. This that would have been a no win situation. Oh, look what WWE's doing, just using them, putting them out there just because you know they've got a no blah blah champion now, blah blah. There would have been that too. So it, oh, we'll
4: get to that for AEW. Oh, there. we'll definitely
1: get to that for AEW. But you know um, I don't oh.
2: know. Like I know that they're tacky as hell with that kind of thing, but it it's not I mean, we're coming off of Bobby Lashley being champion too for a pretty lengthy period of time. So it seems right. like if they had him out there, it wouldn't I feel like it'd be less shameless padding than they normally do.
1: I would hope, but you know what you you, you know social media. You know social media.
2: Oh, I mean, I, yeah. they're shameless and tacky all the time. But Exactly. In this, yeah. in this particular instance, I'd give them the benefit of a doubt that they're not just specifically saying, hey, uh, be sure to mention that you're black. Like, I, I think they'll know.
1: I, I would hope. Hey. I would hope. But, I mean, literally, this guy could have been used, like I said, I would have had this guy on the fucking view. I would have had him, every city we were in, this guy would have been, like I said, doing the weather, doing some sort of appearance. He would have been plastered all over everything that they would have let him do. I would have put this guy everywhere. There's no reason not to. He's a fucking great guy. He's funny on Twitter. He's funny on when he's just sitting there on their little podcast that they do. He's funny. He's just a fucking funny dude. And they they can't even get a, 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 a guy like that. And use them correctly I, It just baffles my mind But Brock Lesnar See Brock Lesnar is something they do Right during this time because Now they can kind of take a break The title's off they don't have to worry about writing stories For the title every week now mm-hmm. Now it just you, you, you take a break You get a break You put over a few more fucking horrible storylines At this point <laughs> I'm sure they can you find shift
2: one. your attentions Yeah,
1: I'm sure they can find a distracting storyline. Maybe they will bring back fucking Zack Ryder to get thrown off a fucking ramp or something.
2: Hey, you leave him alone. He's doing just fine. He actually just got married.
1: Absolutely. Just got married. Him and Chelsea Green. Congratulations to them.
4: Oh, damn. I'm joking. Congratulations.
1: Hey, and on that note. Take Auntie and uh, Sammy Guevara. Finally, just said, "Fuck it, let's just announce it. We're fucking."
2: <laughs> I literally had that written down. It's just they fucking. Ah, there you go. We fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great social media note just if you just literally said that, or you just did You just have one of them like post a video where they just like take out a sheet of paper, put on like reader glasses, look down. We fucking. All <laughs> right. And that's it. Thank you. Any no I mean, further questions?
1: I mean, at this point, he yeah, that's what I would have just said to people. Hey, guess what? Well, yeah, we fucking. Later. Peace.
2: The, the only thing that made me laugh about that, and like, the, we, we said it before, they owe no one any explanations on this shit, but like, to just put in the amount of effort to me v- and deny the allegations, and then just like a week or two later,
3: be like, yeah. We
1: We do be fucking. Know. neither one of them denied the allegation. He just said that it had nothing to do with him and Pam breaking up, that they had broke up in October. Mm-hmm. that That's all. There was no denial. I will give it to Sammy. He never did deny. All he said was that she had nothing to do with the breakup. Whether that's a lie or not, I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. Not I don't our know. business. Honestly, I don't <laughs> really, I don't really give a shit. You look at Ty Conti, you look at Pam. the the guy traded up, but anyway, that's the shit, shit.
2: Happens literally all the time. I mean, it is not necessarily <laughs> that it's a great thing, but shit literally <laughs> happens all the time.
1: The old BBD, the bigger better deal.
2: And I mean, two dudes too. Look, I mean, look at Mark Merrow. I feel bad for the guy, but. It, it do be happening.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look who, I mean, they're still together, which I, I, sometimes that shocks me.
2: I mean, isn't it everybody's sort of fantasy to be able to, like, beat the shit out of, like, their ex-wife's or ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend? And when that's your, your, your new boyfriend, it's just like, ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and legally do it, which is even better. Because he like not even in his fantasy could Mark Mero realistically fantasize about beating up Brock Lesnar. It's just even in his fantasy, he's taken it out.
1: I mean, he might get a punch in. He was a boxer. He might get a punch or two in.
2: Sure. Well, yeah, for a little while there, but well,
1: that's he, gonna, he's
2: he's getting taken down. That's just almost gonna, immediately.
1: That's just gonna piss off Brock Lesnar. I'm telling you, the funniest joke I've ever heard about Brock Lesnar is by Joe Rogan where he talks about uh, if Brock Lesnar was gay. He's like, I'm not saying he is, but if Brock Lesnar wanted to fuck you, he could. And that's mm-hmm. scary shit. Okay. <laughs> he's like, you know, huh? and he's right. He's right. So
2: just like when you go over to somebody's house and they have like a dog that isn't very well trained,
1: which just like, you could
2: try to shoo him away, but he's still going to try to hump that leg. <laughs>
1: Some people enjoy that smart. Some people pay, some people pay for that. Uh, but... yeah, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. That was the most country answer ever, dude.
2: Well, there, there is a market for everything.
1: Do you have a piece of straw in your mouth when you're saying that?
2: I reckon. Yeah. Well, I, I move the computer to the back porch, sipping on some sweet
1: tea. Ooh! <laughs> I don't fuck with sweet tea. I like sweet tea. I don't mind some sweet tea, but then I tea. mean, I don't, I don't really drink it a lot. I'm more of a, I go to restaurants. I order water. I don't want to drink anything. But you know, <laughs> all right. Anybody got anything else on? Uh, now, Eric, I know you had a few things to say on the whole biggie thing.
4: I mean, at first, I, I I was pissed, but I realized it's probably, prob, long term, it's probably, for WrestleMania, it's probably better. Even though I like Big E. Even though I think he got, I think he got screwed over because he basically got punished for Ro, Reigns being, had COVID
3: right. in a way. Right.
4: As to what, but again WWE put themselves in this position because they've not used Big E in the right the right way as he said. Right. So in in that way he got screwed but it was WWE's fault. It's not Big E's fault. He he's not he's, he hasn't done anything wrong. It's um WWE's booking of him that put him in, put them in this position. to give it to Brock.
1: Right. And you know I, I, we kind of laid out the whole thing. Oh, you know, Big E could do this and could do that. The problem I'm going to have is if WWE just decides, okay, we get the title off him. Now it's time to shuffle him back to the back of the line.
4: I'll give him, go back to being New Day again. It's
1: another thing. It seems like they might be wanting to put them back. Maybe their merch sales are down and they want to bring them back up. And that always does. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do if they do that I'll be very di- I'll be disappointed yet once again not shocked nothing they do can shock yeah. me at this point but um like I said I really didn't concentrate and watch this whole paper or I'm sorry it's so uh, what do they call it now um uh, stream Day one? live streaming event or Special. Yeah,
3: I think
2: it's like premiere live streaming event.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, I, Peacock doesn't want their shit being called a pay-per-view, because you already pay for it. Mm-hmm.
4: And, and this is one of the reasons why I don't watch WWE on a weekly basis. It's stuff, shit like, booking like that. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. not here. it.
1: No but uh I mean that's pretty much the show. I don't like I said, I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it. It's uh we're almost a work week out of it. Cheese man in the chat room, what's up, buddy? <clears throat> Happy New Year, Cheese Man. Oh man. All now, right. Let me
4: ask you guys this. What do you think the plan is for WrestleMania? I've heard different scenarios. Mm. I'll run this one by you. I've heard another podcast that I listen to. Um, sometimes Brock Lesnar and Reigns for for the to unify the champion.
1: Yeah, I've heard that one too. I could see it. I could see them wanting to unify the title. Here's my problem: they still have two brands, and they still need to. If you've got two brands like that, you gotta have two titles because you have to have two main guys on your show. And if you've only got a title like that on one show, you can't have the guy going back and forth because then you really don't have brands anymore. It kind of goes back to what the fuck Macaulay Culkin was saying. You've painted yourself... Yeah, you've painted yourself in this fucking corner with these two shows and these two titles. I'm sorry, they made their bed, fucking lie in it, leave it the way it is. Don't unify anything. You're gonna fuck yourself over, and I guarantee, if they unify it within a year, they'll ununify it, or they'll just make yeah. a whole new, or they'll just make a whole new fucking title. Is what they'll do.
4: Look what happened in 2014. What was, it, two time, what was it, 2014 when they when unified with? Um, or in an Encina,
1: yeah.
3: I mean, was it
4: Encina?
1: Yeah, and I mean, they did it with uh, Jericho unify the titles at one point. The first one to unify the titles, if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. So they've,
4: they have they, had like three different brand splits, haven't they? I forget how many. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so uh, every seven, like every ten years, they change. It. They're changing mind. and they'll end the brand split for like two years, and then Vince will have amnesia and and go back to brand split.
1: Yeah, it's just not worth it, man. I They're, hate the brand split. <laughs> I do and I don't. I, I, I'll i tell you the truth. I don't mind the brand split. I wish they would fucking stick to it. That's all I fucking wish. Just stick to it.
4: Stick to, stick to one thing. That's all I ask. Yeah, I mean. You want to do brand yeah. split? Do that. they are not, then end it and never go back.
1: I mean the last not not this draft, the last draft they had, I mean, they were doing stuff and you know that they, they separated these and that. suddenly Sami Zayn, he got a manager's license, so he was allowed on both shows. Well that didn't last because people shit on that. They were like, yeah. oh people, people didn't buy that. No, we didn't fucking buy that because not all your fans are five-year-olds. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm out for
4: 2021 the not, manager's it's not 1995.
1: License. <laughs> what, what was that smart?
2: I remember in, exactly on this show a couple of weeks ago pitching this lengthy, like building a whole SmackDown mm-hmm. on fucking Sami Zayn going to a wrestling DMV.
3: Yes.
2: And fucking applying for a manager's license. Yep. I am 110% behind manager's licenses being brought up, especially because the WWE does it so fucking arbitrarily that we'll go months without it and then somebody be like, no, they're allowed to be ringside because they got a manager's license.
1: They really should have like a, a little office in the back where once a tag team also gets like established, they have to go get their they have to register as a tag team. Remember AJ was bitching about that, or mm-hmm. uh, no, it was um, somebody was bitching about that to I forget who it was. It might have been AJ bitching about that to somebody. But yeah, they should literally have that. So people have to literally, Or we have to go register the tag team. I have to go get my manager's license. They have to bring money. show ID, I would love it. Show ID, everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to fucking get it renewed. Of so you course. have teams just breaking up so that they don't have to sit in line again.
1: Teams borrowing money to cover the fee, which, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. will immediately cause dissension. Dude. Fucking
2: bring back Nia Jax so she could just be the person that runs the wrestling DMV.
1: Dude, how do we get to Freddie Prince podcast? I might start listening to this and call the motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, Macaulay Culkin had an idea. Listen to this shit, motherfucker. Okay.
2: See, I'd be scared that they would actually bite on that idea and I'd be stuck working for them. <laughs> no, I'm just like, next thing you know, I'm sitting in fucking Johnny Ace's office and he's like, kid, I love the idea.
1: <laughs> you're You're back at the hotel crying.
0: I was just... Joking, they won't <laughs> let me quit. Okay, okay. I was just
2: joking. <laughs> I I thought for sure when I pitched the idea <laughs> that Angel Garza was a time traveling detective, <laughs> they would fire me. They gave me a fucking raise.
1: Uh, and the more Freddie Prince Jr. keeps <sighs> shit talking this company, the more they're gonna want to take him back. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway,
1: I love this office idea, dude. I love this.
2: I'm telling you, it's a it's a fucking money idea.
1: And 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 of course, you have to have a Karen walk in from backstage every now and then, and just be like, "Where's management?" And, <laughs> and, they, and they point them right down that way, and she's like, "Thank you. I have a complaint about the concession stand. Okay." Oh boy, there is not enough cheese on these nachos, and I wanted jalapenos, and they only gave me. <laughs> I
4: have an idea for a segment. Okay. The uh, Karen, we we think about Karen' uh, story every week.
1: I think we need to. Mm-hmm. I th- I think we need to do that, and then because Karen will eventually become manager, you see. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually, see, she could be like their new Vicky Guerrero. This is what they she, need. This is what. Where? God damn it! Someone give me a phone.
2: Ah, oh, can bring in Karen Angle to be Karen. That'd be perfect.
1: I uh, think. Uh, now we're getting back. Oh, it's just
2: that part's easy booking on my behalf. I won't deny that, but.
1: Yeah, really, it is. I mean, you know, but I just think that would be. I, I'm. I'm loving this fucking storyline. I really am. <clears throat> I'm love. <laughs> <laughs> We've said <at> Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> mm.
2: She did, she did, she did. Have the perfect Karen voice.
1: That was old school, making fun of your co-host Eric. <laughs> oh, that was making fun of Doug.
4: Oh man,
2: oh. <laughs> I, just, I love how the response. So,
1: oh. yeah, it uh, happens. I've done it on their show too. It's okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> but. uh. Dude, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm loving this whole management storyline. This is great. We, we, we definitely need to pitch this to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely do. Like I said, you could literally have Karen eventually become a manager, and the whole tag team is just all Karens. All they do, they're they can be women or men, and all they do is complain about everything. Everything they just complain. They go to management. They're over there at, at the at the desk complaining, and they just get kicked out every week. Get the fuck out of here.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Vince just comes in. No. Hell no. That's it. End of scene.
2: No, yeah. <laughs> you could, or you could just have her fucking bitching out Vince. And he just starts getting all flustered. Apologizes. Gives her a discount to fucking shopzone.com. Doesn't tell her that that's not a real thing anymore.
1: By the way, here's a $9.99 gift card to Peacock.
2: Give me a here's an LA extreme hat.
0: Uh,
1: Free XFL football. Here, look, Memphis Maniacs. Ooh. Okay, You own the fucking Memphis Maniacs. Now. Oh, well, there you go. I'm never, I'm never bringing that shit back. By the way, The Rock is bringing that back. And he said, actually, he put a video out today and said 365 today or yesterday and said that a year from that day is when they're starting to do training for XFL. Training camp. Yep,
4: it's coming back.
1: So it is coming back under with uh, The Rock and his ex-wife. They are bringing it back. I hope they do well. I I honestly do. I like I'm like rooting for them to do extremely well and hope that nothing impedes them like some sort of shitty virus or whatever.
2: Yeah. I mean, for real, in the lack of good quarterback play, the XFL, the, the reboot that they did really wasn't that bad. It was just the A, you had like there was a lack of star power at quarterback and B, obviously
1: the pandemic
4: happened. But yeah. Other than that, yeah, I their, liked it. I I enjoyed it.
1: The ratings weren't bad this time around. They weren't. Mm. They weren't bad. It's just, I mean, listen. Yeah, uh, you can say what you want about Vince, a shitty businessman, blah blah blah. But this wasn't his fault. He couldn't help a fucking pandemic coming in and ruining the whole fucking season and his whole company. He couldn't help it. He couldn't fucking help it.
3: Mm-hmm. No. Nope.
1: So. Nothing you can do about that. So, all right. Uh, Mark, you had another one here about a... uh...
2: Yeah, small business owner, not unlike The Rock. Uh Uh-huh. From Mm WrestlingInc.com. Probably going to need a minute after I finish reading this headline. (laughs)
3: Mm.
2: Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux stops OnlyFans' request due to overwhelming response. Former WWE NXT star Scarlett Bordeaux is finding major success with her new OnlyFans account. In a post on her page, Scarlett notes how she has shut down her custom request due to the overwhelming response she's received. Quote, hey, everyone, I got a massive, in all caps, Mm. outpour for custom requests. I'll be closing them until I have been able to respond and look at all of them. (laughs) Scarlet writes I put a lot of work into every request That I do and if I pick your custom I will get back to you So thanks for the patience I will be getting a list of clothing together soon as well A lot of people asked about kiss cards Like to join the kiss army I don't think so Anyways as well So here is what they look like they are $100 each, while supplies last, so DM me, ASAP. Oh, and roast are still $50 via text and 100 for a video roast. As she mentioned, Scarlett offers a variety of content for her only paid fans page, including custom videos when available, cards that she personally kissed and signed, as well as outfits of her that she will be auctioning off. Only can I don't really need to read the fucking history of OnlyFans. It's unnecessary wrestling. Gig. Anyways, Scarlett and fiancee and Cross have multiple Indian convention bookings announced for the next few months. Scarlet will make her in-ring return. Oh, get ready for this at Wrestle Killer Instinct event on Saturday, February 5th In Raleway, New Jersey Against the debuting Harley Cameron Who is the fiance of two NXT superstar Zion Quinn Cross will wrestle Flip Gordon that night WWE released Scarlett and Cross Back on November 4th Along with 16 other talents
1: <laughs> Yes, that was very abrupt ending Wrestling Inc
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they got you hooked And they just I guess I'm Yankee away is not the proper term either, but
1: no, but, uh, okay. First of all, I, I, I,
2: I mean, I just love the idea that Scarlett Bordeaux now is, is like the cop that has been seen too many crimes. Like she's just, she has to shuffle through all these fucking horrific messages of Um, just the most obscene shit. And she had to tell people to please just, Stop being horny for a little while. She's doing the best that she can. She's a one-person business.
1: Yeah, I'm sure some of those requests, she's just going to be like, oh, my God, are you kidding? know. I, I, so she'll get through them once she looks at them. She's going to be very scared. Um, <laughs> very scared. <laughs> but um, listen, she basically broke the Internet. She is a, I mean, a blonde bombshell. She is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I can't blame her for doing what she's doing. She's not getting nude. She's not, you know, banging Carrie Cross on her OnlyFans account. And all she's doing is probably just doing what she's done. She's trying to take a picture of her, you know, a picture with her, holding her, you know, putting her hands over her boobs, a little picture of her ass. shes They're all over the Internet. You can get them anyway. Mm-hmm. She's doing nothing she hasn't done already. And she's making a ton of money doing it good for her. My God, I wish I could sit there and sh- show my asshole and get money for it.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I am no accountant, but like it's saying it here that she'll if for fifty dollars she'll roast you via text or a hundred for a video roast. If you are in a position where you are paying women to like reject you for money, you, you could probably get that in real life for free. You could probably just walk up to somebody to ask them out and, you know, if you have a cell phone camera, it'll be the same effect.
1: You know, a hundred bucks for a video roast is not bad. Meat is really going up.
2: <laughs> she's got a fucking chef hat Like she's, she's making some fucking pork shoulder.
1: She's not cooking. Oh, she's not cooking. Oh, she's roasting. the. Oh, she's not cooking a roast.
2: I would watch that, actually. Fucking I cooking with cross.
1: Yeah, dude, she could literally just put an apron on. That's it. Mm-hmm. And cook. And she would make probably a bajillion dollars. <laughs> while
2: just making fun of fucking sense online.
1: Just sitting there with a fucking crockpot going, doing nothing at all.
2: <laughs> Tune in next week while I'll be joined by Dame Drops.
1: <laughs> I, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I'll I'd watch it. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, not surprising. I believe we all knew this was going to happen when she announced this page. Um, And uh, once again, man, good for her. Good for her. She can make money like this, sit at home, do what she wants to do when she wants to do it, and not have to, you know, tear her body up except when she wants to or whenever Karen Cross wants to. Uh, Good for her. Good for her. Exactly. Like I said, I I wish I could you know just you know put my asshole take a picture of it and put it out there for 50 bucks or tell someone to kiss my ass for 50 bucks I wish I could do that it'd be great quit my job
2: so in regards to her taking custom photo requests we <laughs> says that Tony Atlas will flip the bill which is fucking amazing wordplay
1: that is good I like that Tony Atlas literally just puts like pictures of him just getting his face stepped on like on the street just it's like, first of all, you're 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 lying where people spit and pee and the gross stuff has happened on the yeah. sidewalk everywhere. Don't don't lie on the sidewalk.
2: But, oh my
1: gosh,
2: one of the best moments in you shoot history is where he spends like an hour talking about just being stepped on and shit. Yep. And then they ask him about the Bella Twins peeing on people, and he gets all grossed out.
1: And he doesn't. Im- he does say they've been in a pool naked together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, drops that dime of information.
1: That's kind of hot. I'm sorry. That's that's it. Just is. It's still hot. I don't know.
2: I mean, it is what it is. I can't argue against the popularity of them or the Nightheart sisters. It's. I'm seeing the statistics.
1: They, from what I'm reading, though WWE does have some new twins coming in. These two, oh these two blonde oh girls. Boy. Cassie twins or something like that?
2: I've heard inklings of this. They
1: they put out on social media that they signed. I haven't seen this really like promoted in like a 100 places or anything. So I'm not sure if it's... It, I don't know. It is what it is. But um, anyway, I don't blame... I, I, we knew this was going to happen. Scarlett Bordeaux could literally sell fucking uh, ice to an Eskimo. With, uh, she just could.
2: This is going to kill like the women's wrestling business because like fucking. I, mean, I don't blame any of them, but they're all getting in on this shit.
1: I'll tell you, man. The first one that did it was Alina Vega, just doing her cosplay stuff. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of was laughing at oh, what is she gonna do? And uh, 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 I mean, WWE screwed her out of that and then fired her husband. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Although, it oh, kind of man. blends right in with the, they did the same thing to these two. Yeah. Except they didn't take Scarlett back like they did Zelina Vega and then screw her husband over. They just screwed over both of them within what two, three weeks of each other,
2: pretty much. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Anyway, um, I guess I guess we need to get into you know what? I'll mention one quick thing, real quick, and then we'll get into the whole big swole, Tony Khan. This is going to be a fun one to get into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. AEW did announce that they have signed Jake Atlas. Great signing. Great signing. This guy is very talented. I've put him over many times. Great in the ring. Not the best promo guy, but AEW is not really counting on guys to be great promo guys. Look at Jungle Boy. He cuts a better promo than Jungle Boy, I'll tell you that. So Jake Atlas, I think, is a great signing for them. But we're going to get into some of their signings as we talk about a lot of this. Uh, That was actually one of Big Swole's points about how they're signing a lot of people right now, maybe too many. Um, kind of why I brought this up now, kind of brought us right into the whole big swole thing. So what really wasn't that big of a deal? Uh, and and I mean, by what, by not big of a deal, I mean, what swole said really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I'm honestly, you're not going to hear me one time shit on her for what she said. I really have zero problems with what she said. She's allowed to fucking have her opinion. She was backstage. Not me. Not you. None of us. None of us were backstage. She saw things that we don't see. We only see what they want us to see on television. That's it. Right. That's it. So I have zero problems with what she said. I'll read what she said. Um, real quick, and this was on her uh new podcast, I believe it's a new podcast called Swole World. Uh, it's a call in show, I guess. And she... oh no, uh huh,
2: <laughs> that, ah, that's gonna be a tough sledding for a couple of weeks, huh? Yeah,
1: we'll see, we'll see. But uh, she called out the company for lack of structure and diversity that led to her departure we'll get into all this right now. I'm going to go ahead and sort of, uh, I'm going to read exactly what she said right here. She was careful, though, to thank Kenny, to put over Kenny Omega. I guess her and Omega used to butt heads about some decisions in the women's division. We did hear Kenny Omega was working with the women um, a while back. I guess they butted heads a little bit on a few decisions, and I guess at one time she backed down did what she wanted, or actually she didn't back down. Omega agreed to do it, and Omega ended up thanking her and saying it makes the other women more comfortable to pitch ideas, the fact that, you know, not only the fact that you pitched it, but the fact that I received it and we did it. It, it, So she put over Omega first. Let's just leave it at, let's just start there. Mm. And then she went on to say, I explained to TK, obviously it's Tony Khan, that I didn't want to resign because my peace was being disrupted, Swole revealed. If anybody knows me or myself, if anything is disrupting your peace, it's time to let it go. It might be scared or be hard. I think she meant scary. Or I think it actually, she might have actually said scary. This is a transcript, but it's time to let it go. When Kenny said that, it was the circle coming to an end because Kenny and I would bump heads sometimes throughout my time in AEW. To end it on a good note felt good. It felt wonderful to end it at a place where we didn't see eye to eye, but we were there. Swole continued. She said, my heart just dropped being in as if the reason why, um, no, my heart just stopped being in it as the reason why I left AEW, Swole admitted. I feel like there were a lot of things, and I told him in my exit interview there are a lot of things that need to change. I know fans of the company don't take criticism well sometimes. Uh, No shit, certain ones. No shit. Uh, Know this. This is somebody from the inside. The structure is a little off. It's fine to be loose, but I have a little bit more structure. I felt like the women shouldn't have gone through everything they went through just to get on TV or get TV time. That's an interesting statement right there. I kind of wish she had elaborated on that one a little more, which she's actually getting at. You're signed to this big company. You should get time. All these men are getting time, but the women weren't getting anything uh, or you're not putting people on TV because more people are coming in. This is, again, her saying that they're signing a lot of people. Okay, there are more people coming in, but you don't have enough product for all these people. Definitely, I agree with that. Now you have all these people sitting around having two or three-minute matches on dark. Doesn't keep me happy. Shoveling more money doesn't keep a person happy. We've seen it time and time again, especially in a place where there's not enough space, there's not enough writers, in a sense. Not, a, not everyone is comfortable writing their own things. Closed mouths don't get fed. That's exactly what the environment is. If you are shy and don't know how to write or not creative, it's not going to work unless they want it to work for you. That's one of their biggest issues. And then this is where she calls out the lack of diversity. Outside of lack of structure, their biggest issue, which is lack of diversity. I don't beat around the bush when it comes to diversity, diversity and my people, Swole said. There is no representation, truly, and when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. I don't know why everyone is so afraid to accept it or to say it, but it's not a good look. Uh, i read one more paragraph here. What happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there is nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top and in the room with them. They are n- not helping to necessarily influence decisions but to explain why certain slang and certain words shouldn't be said. There is no one else who can explain our culture and experience except for us. Uh, She brings up a story about her daughter uh, after this, um, who loves to watch wrestling. She would watch AEW and seldomly watch WWE, but she said she was a fan when she saw her dad, Cedric Alexander, was on television. And when the hurt business went off TV, she would say, "Mommy, there's no one on TV that looks like me on WWE or AEW, and there's no one that looks like Daddy." And I guess she started watching because of Bianca Belair and Biggie. She went back to seeing watching WWE. Um, but I mean, she really, she really hasn't said anything that other people haven't said about a lot of companies out there. Her point about the fact that they're hiring a lot of people, guys, do you guys think that that makes, I mean, that's 100%. That's legit right there. How many people have said they are hiring a lot of people and they don't have enough time for all these people? This is something a lot of people have said, correct?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, for sure. And I mean, I think some of, some of that, it's just a matter of they want to get people over And I mean, People have criticized WWE for doing the same exact shit, to be fair, but I think it's just a matter of with them that, you know, they're still a new company and they're trying to figure out what works, what gets over, what doesn't, and, you know, try to build the best possible roster. You know, I think there's kind of a fear of missing out at some point with certain talents where they, you know, want to get them there before WWE gets them
1: there.
4: Yeah, look, yeah. Go ahead, Eric i'm not trying to knock her but if you have to earn your spot up top it doesn't matter what the skin color of your skin and if you're if you're over with the fans then you should they should make you a star i mean sometimes not all everybody is cut out to be a star no cut out to be uh, on top no you yeah. right. it doesn't matter what skin color you are either. You're what right.
1: I'm trying to say. No, you're right. You are. You're 100% right. But it, it, see, I do have a little problem. I have Again, I have no problem with what she said. I do have a problem with she kind of contradicted herself in her exit yeah. speech. When she, she, when she left the company, you know what? Here you go. This is exactly what she said. Uh, in her statement, Swole, real name Ariel Hull, said this. Over the past couple of months, my life has taken on the mantra, grow, learn, and change. Dealing with shadow work took strength. I didn't know I had. I thank God for my loving family because they got me through some of the roughest months in my life, but I realized the real test is application. So I took my leap, and after speaking with Tony Khan and other AEW higher officials, we... Decided not to renew my contract with All Elite Wrestling. This was a hard decision, but a needed one. I am grateful for their understanding and that we could mutually come to this agreement. I've enjoyed my time with AEW. Wish them the best. I appreciate their love and welcoming me into the family. Today's my last day. Bittersweet. I am proud to say that I've lived my dreams while making a difference. That is Swole Mentality. Yeah. Why... Why put out this gushy gooey thing and then turn around and bash this company? That's my only issue with it. Is there's a little That's contradiction
4: my issue with, it, with it too.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, she can again, she was backstage, we weren't. So she yeah. may have seen things but I mean, don't gush over it. The- yeah, don't gush over the company two months ago, and then you know a couple months down the road, be like, "Yeah, by the way, they suck. There's no diversity, and this and that." Which, I'm it... oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, uh, go ahead.
4: I was gonna say, I think it was a month apart, too.
1: Month or two, couple. Of, uh, yeah. When was that article? Hold on. Ah, shit. I think I the think I...
4: first w- first week of December think. Yeah, from what I heard from a different podcast.
1: Uh, November thirtieth. It was November thirtieth, actually. So not, you know, basically, yeah. So you know, basically December it happened. So there you go, there you go. So yeah, about a month, about about a month. You're right. You're absolutely right. About a month down the road that happened. So
4: it, 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 don't yeah. be. Oh, sorry again.
1: No, no, it's. Fine. I just again, I, I'm not calling her a hypocrite. I know she was probably. Yeah a little emotional that day. And that might've been how she was feeling at that moment. And this is how she's feeling at this moment. That's, that's logical. Might want to address that. Listen, that's how I was feeling at that moment. I was feeling emotional. I was leaving a lot of people that I have known. I was leaving friends, family. She even called him a family. She was leaving that. So she might've felt emotional and just wanted to pour her heart out a little bit at that time. And then she decided she wanted to, you know, say this on her podcast. That's fine, but you might want to to clarify that a little bit is
4: all I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) Do do you think she did this to get her podcast over? Uh, I'm not trying Uh, to put something out there, but if it is a new podcast and she's trying to put herself over...
2: well, Because, I, I mean, I've seen a couple of different instances where she's gone to bed when she's seen something that she didn't agree with in terms of matters regarding race relations and representation and things of that nature, like on Twitter, or if she thought somebody said something that was just outright fucked up, she'd go after him. So I'll say, if anything, regardless of whether or not you agree with what she has to say, she's been pretty consistent.
1: Yeah, uh, she has. Yeah, yeah, she has. But I, I, I again, I, I don't think she was doing that either. I, she always has yeah. kind of, you're right, she's called out shit. She's I mean, she doesn't look like a woman that would just sit there and take shit just to take shit. That's all I'm saying. I mean, and I liked Big Swallow, actually. Look, I always said she's not the greatest wrestler, but, man, she has a great look, and she looks like a wrestler. She looks like a woman wrestler. That's exactly what she looks like. She's got a great body, and she just has a great look to her. Needs work. And I don't know. I, I, I don't see WWE picking her up, but I don't know.
2: Um, I mean, it's interesting how these things change, though, because mm-hmm. I have seen like like a couple of months ago, I saw somebody not a wrestler, but just somebody who also hosts a podcast or whatever. I think it was a YouTube video channel, but they were um, talking about the lack of diversity in AEW and they were touting how NXT specifically had people in color that were in prominent positions on their TV show. However, their examples of this were Hit Row and Keith Lee. So these are going to be people that we are going to see in AEW very soon. You know, it's just, I, I think it's a matter of the question of representation, and I'm not at all qualified to talk about this, but it, it, it's a matter of to what end of, right. like... Are we talking about just being prominently featured on television are we talking about card placement are we talking about executives like that's a very sort of open-ended topic you, like you could look at that from any different you know various angles
1: very true yeah yeah you're you're 100
2: like, right here saying in the chat room like look at the women's division you know look at who are on tv who's featured the most Britt Baker, you know, obviously she's the champion, but there's a lot of Chris Statlander, uh, Penelope Ford, the bunny, a lot of the Japanese females, which I think was probably what her and Kenny Omega butted heads with a lot because he prominently featured a lot of the, like, uh, I guess, Tokyo Joshi pro women.
1: Thunder Rosa.
4: The, the first champion was a, an, an Asian, and she's getting
1: a rematch. She's getting a title shot on Saturday. A, sure. An 80-pound... <laughs> She's eighty pounds. I mean, and I mean, Nyla Rose,
4: representation.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Nyla Rose.
2: I mean, this is true, but you know, like that's again, that's an open-ended question. Of it is everybody has their own idea of what that looks like and what proper representation looks like to them.
1: Very true. Very true. And I'm sc- scrolling down to okay. Now here's where I'm gonna have an issue. Tony Khan hit back at this on Twitter. Um, I have said time, <laughs> and, I no, I've said time and time again. Tony Khan needs to back off of, of being yep. so. Listen, I know he wants to be this anti Vince McMahon, anti McMahon thing, and be the total opposite and accessible and on. Uh, but he needs to make a decision. Do you want to be the accessible? company owner or do you want to be a real billionaire company owner who needs to stop fucking going tell busted open radio to go fuck themselves you don't need to do this anymore put your fucking Twitter away unless you're promoting something stop letting shit get under your skin this is so just icky the fact that he can't just let shit go I'm sorry. It, 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 it angers me. I don't know why it does, but it does. That This guy literally has to chime in. With people, I mean, with nobodies, he chimes into him and has to fucking defend himself. Dude, this is the wrestling business. Thicken up your skin. Stop doing this. Stop making these appearances on these shows. Stop getting on Twitter. Run your fucking company. That's it. Run your fucking company. He has to hit back with this. Again, Smart, you said something really interesting before I read this. Not interesting, but 100% factual. It's kind of a loaded question or kind of a loaded argument when you say diversity because there's so many different things you could get into. Diversity for who, how much, blah, blah, many different little levels of it. But Tony Khan just took it as one level. Uh, Tony Khan basically took it as he was being called a racist. First of all, this is like having a guilty conscience. I'm just saying. The top two at AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega. Uh, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, uh, Isaiah, Mark Quinn, all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Not what you fucking said. AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. Oh, by the way, don't forget to watch fucking Rampage Women tonight. I mean, not only did he completely just shit on Swole and pretty much make himself look like a fucking asshole, he has to promote the show at the end. Yeah. A, I mean, fucking that's like a fucking that's like a pie in your face. We'll talk about that in a little while. Um, right. I
2: mean, at face value it's kind of funny, but then when you factor in all of the other things that she said, it kind of undermines those. So it's like it kind of takes away the fun that you can have at just laughing at him, basically being like, no, we, we didn't resign you because you suck. T- tune in and watch some women that don't. It's like, well, that's kind of funny, but when you weigh it all in... It, it's the way they've had the fun of it
1: and again he's actually contradicting the statement that she made that i read a little while ago that it was a mutual decision now he's saying it wasn't so i have a question who is the liar
2: right
3: what i one? mean i think they both
2: times And, like, some of the reasons why people were coming to AEW is that they weren't playing that game. Mm -hmm. But you start doing that enough times, and that's going to start factoring into whether or not people sign with you.
1: Very true. And you know what? I don't give a fuck if Tony Khan has a point or not. He's got to stop doing this. You know what? Yeah. We can shit on Vince. You can call him a piece of shit. You can call him a scumbag. You can call him whatever you want. Old fuddy-duddy. I call him an old fuddy-duddy. He is. But let me tell you something. And I know you're going to say, well, he's too old to get online and do this and do that. I know. But you know what? Vince has been shit on for a very long time. People have shit on him. And he doesn't fire back. Unless he's in your face.
4: Unless... If Vince That's is, the one a, thing I like about Vince. Yes, he, he, he says what he says, and then he and, and he takes all the shit. Yep. He gives. What's the saying? If you can't take, if you, can, talk if you can't talk shit,
1: can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen.
4: Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: Or as I uh, uh, believe, Paige has tattooed on her: "Talk shit, get hit."
4: Yeah. I think it's
2: get <laughs>
1: There you go. but I, Like, uh,
2: honestly, I do, because I remember
4: laughing at how terrible a tattoo that was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, but, but, I mean, it, it, uh, I forgot even where TK I was.
4: Should, T.K. should have handled it behind closed doors. This should have been handled all behind closed doors.
1: It really should have, but that's not the way he does stuff. He has to get online. But, again, Vince, again, you can shit on him all you want, but the man... Again, if he's in your face, I know he's grabbed papers out of reporters' hands and yelled at people. In your face, yes, he has the chance to argue with you, and he will do it. He's not going to get on fucking Twitter and be like, hey, no, I'm not what you say. No, no. Vince, first of all, he doesn't give a shit, too. I know that. Right. And probably doesn't know how, which is another thing. But like I said, Vince has been shit on for years and years and years and years and years. And and the only time he ever, ever fires back is when he's in someone's face on a talk show, a rare interview or something like that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Tony Khan may want to take one lesson, one lesson. If you take from Vince McMahon, shut the fuck up would be that fucking lesson. Shut up. Run your company yeah. and shut the fuck up. Sorry.
4: Instead of, the, I think some of the wrestlers need to, hey, tell them to shut up and, like, like guys like Mark Henry and Big Show who work with Vince. <laughs> hey, you want to be like Vince? If you want to be a business guy, be you have to shut up. Yeah,
2: I, I don't. I'm not even saying that you're wrong with that. But I think it's very interesting that you, like you mentioned Big Show, Mark Henry, because it would have to be people from that era Mm. to do that. Because if you look at it, like regardless of how you feel about what Tony Khan's doing, it basically reflects the sort of philosophy of the younger, newer talent of like you just have people that go online and just air all of their grievances with every promoter that they've ever worked with on Twitter. Like that's just how shit gets done these days. Not saying that that's
4: right, Mm. but it happens. Yep. It and and Mark Henry are old
1: school. Well, and it, here's the problem with the Justin roster.
4: Rhodes.
1: Yeah, and here's the problem with the roster is they're not going to say anything. Some of them did come to Tony's defense. I will say that. Um, but, of course, Leo Rush. Leo Rush did not come to Tony's defense. He gave an ass. But then
4: he backtracked.
1: It he did. And that, I've, yeah. I've got the backtrack so. because he did backtrack. Um, because I think Leo heard this sound. I think he heard the the fuse lighting on his fucking career of the time bomb. I keep saying this fucking guy is. Anyway, this is what we're going to. We'll start with Leo Rush right now. Leo Rush chimed in. I'm not cool with any of this shit, to be honest. Then he goes back. (laughs) One more tweet. Uh, Literally, this was almost 20 minutes later, less than 20 minutes later. If nobody yeah. says something, then I will because this is fucked up and now I'm pissed. Then the next tweet, about again, a little, little, about 20 minutes later, all caps, apologize at Tony Khan at AEW. Boy, I'll tell you, this guy, <laughs> this guy just, he's another one who just needs to fucking, he just has to jump on a bandwagon. He just has to. I'm telling y'all, it's our
4: society. Unfortunately, it's our society now. I'm
1: telling you, this guy's a time bomb. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I, y'all hear the ticking? I hear the ticking. I'm telling you, I'm telling
2: you. I mean, maybe not the most tactful person, but I respect the balls on. Well, yeah, yeah, he's going down swinging. Regardless, I'll give him all the credit in the world for that.
1: You know. My grandfather always said there's a very fine line between balls and stupidity.
2: I don't know what it is about the guy, but there's just something about him that I just want to support. I I don't even understand why, but there's just... I I, fuck with Leo Rush. I I don't know why, but it's the truth.
1: I want to support him standing in an unemployment line, so I support things about him, too. Um, But anyway, let's just leave that alone. I've said my piece on Leo Rush, and I think I have a legit argument on it, but that's just that's here nor there. Neither that's neither here nor there. Um, Nala Rose chimed in. Truth is I really don't know what to say, R N right now. And my head is swimming. But I'm begging y'all not to punish the performers, especially at Alley Wrestling, the Penelope Ford, Tay Conti, and Anna Jay, who absolutely gave it everything tonight on AEW Rampage. That was a hell of a match. I actually watched a good part of that.
4: Oh yeah. It was fantastic
1: it was uh take Haunty chimed in she said boy my ass looky good no she didn't say that i'm joking <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i'm oh, kidding
2: wait there's the time for that there's the time but that's that we be fucking <laughs> shit
1: <laughs> she said see as, that's
2: why they released those photos because it's just like a fucking distracted version tactic it's, it's like well shit we gotta we gotta tell them now
1: I don't know what kind of what, what kind of turns me on is the fact that she used the word y'all in her tweet. As y'all know who that's kind of sexy uh, I'm- because
2: I she was on uh, fucking Thunder Rose's blue Applaud mm-hmm. and she was talking about learning English. So I wonder like where she learned English from like who is teaching her like where she moved to when she came from Brazil. Like that, that's interesting shit.
1: Well, Sammy's from Texas. Um, True. It's amazing what you pick up in so little time. Uh, As you all know, I'm Latina, and I know the struggles. I have an accent, and cutting a promo on national TV is not something that you normally see. But AEW and TK makes me feel comfortable and not ashamed doing it. Uh, Hashtag TJ, which is, you know, them together, versus Bunny and Penelope. Start almost a year ago, and it ends tonight. Watch. Us don't promote
2: the match,
1: they're all promoting the fucking match. Captain Sean <laughs> Dean, uh, Jesus. Captain Sean Dean chimed on in right there. Uh, we did see him get squashed tonight by Wardlow, and we'll go ahead and get into that later, of course. Um, Sean Dean said, Uh, at AEW Extras Coordinator, my official title in AEW behind the scenes, a black male in the office giving as many opportunities to minority talents as I can every single week. On the community team, raising awareness for initiative Kids any chance I get. These things we are expecting can and will happen. Trust the process. So there you go. I I didn't know he was a backstage guy.
2: Yeah, he he does do a lot of community outreach. I've seen some of the videos.
1: Not even that, but he's saying he's also a a backstage guy. So, I, I didn't know that at all. I, that, that's great that he's doing community stuff. I didn't know that either about him. Uh, two I learned two things about him tonight. Both are really great things. Mm. And Powerhouse Hobbs chimed in on that tweet also. Uh, he said, I've been featured in some heavy-ass spots since being signed to AEW as well as other minorities. Now, TK has put me in spots at the right time that meant something. Punk, Christian, Cage, Brian Cage, and Hangman. And especially, running in and saving mocks. This company has been there since the passing of my mother. Coding and QT played tremendous part in getting me signed. Lastly, lastly, excuse me. If you have an issue with someone, pick up the phone. That was it's it. Not wrong there. No, you actually said that earlier, and I agree. Some of this could have been definitely taken care of. Uh, in public, you could have
4: done the same thing. So, it's, it's, I know social media is, is tempting. Sometimes you just have to be professional and talk it out on the phone or one on one where nobody right. can see it. Right. Exactly.
1: Now, to follow up with the Leo Rush thing, as Eric was saying, he did backtrack a little bit. Let me, uh, I, I think he got a little phone call from maybe someone their initials There's might somebody their initials might be T K actually he said he spoke to Tony and uh i don't know if i'm pronouncing uh mega the correct way i'm not sure how to say that name exactly omega not Kenny
4: Same. Omega <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's this time we've seen that name before huh
1: let's see i you know what i can read this whole thing it won't take long i'll read the, this is gonna probably hopefully this is the last fucking thing i have to read tonight Uh, But it's not. It's not. Um, Leo Rush said the statement the day after all this went down. I want this to be clear, he says. I do not consider this to be a diversity issue. Oh, you're not pissed about this shit anymore. And I at no point have thought or said that AEW or Tony is racist. We can all clearly, again, no one said the word racist. They said they have a problem with diversity. No one has used the word racist yet. No one. We can all clearly see that the wrestling that uh, we can all clearly see that wrestling as a whole and the AEW roster is perpetually diverse. The issue at hand was a racial insensitivity issue. You just said there was, you just anyway. Having spoken to Tony and Maga, I'm just going to say Maga. Uh, we have discussed the endeavors to further understand the struggles of the black community. I am grateful to to be able to understand more about Tony and Mega's own ethnic backgrounds and glad that they are actively seeking input from an African-American perspective. I am proud to work for a boss and company that try and make these strides in social equality. I look forward to working with Tony to keep making these steps towards positivity change. I pray that 2022 is a year of positivity change in all aspects. Happy new year and God bless hashtag be the And Tony Khan did like the tweet. Uh, sounds like it was written by management. This doesn't sound very Leo Rushish to me. Does it? Anyone?
4: No. It seems like somebody. This told was him to write
1: it. it. Seems like this was emailed to him and he copied and pasted it. Uh maybe he added the few things at the end, but uh I don't know. Maybe he did do all this, but this is certainly backtracking. In my opinion. He was all pissed off, oh, yeah. blah blah apologize. Well, what does he have to apologize for? Can can anyone tell me where he was racially insensitive in his tweet? In in Tony's tweet. He was an
4: asshole, but he, he wasn't racist.
1: No, it wasn't the right thing to say. It was stupid. But yeah. was there any racial insensitivity in his tweet?
4: No. Not no. for me.
1: No. Smart, did you hear any
2: in Tony's tweet, you said? Yes. Not necessarily. I mean, we've talked about a lot of people's tweets, so it's hard to kind of keep
1: track of all of them. But I I haven't
2: heard anything that's jumped out as like being profoundly racist.
1: No, not at all. So, okay. Uh, Anyway, I don't know. Uh, Like I said, this guy's a fucking tick, tick, tick is all I got to say. He's just a time bomb he's gonna eventually blow up his career, and I don't know what i'm gonna i don't know i'm, I'm I'll probably be just fine with him when he does put it that way
4: put it that way I'll be wrong but
1: i don't know i just don't I just don't like the guy i just don't he retires he That's comes fine. back he retires again he comes back <laughs> I need attention Oh I gotta jump on this bandwagon Because everyone—it suddenly it's a big tweet I gotta jump on it Apologize Tony okay. oh, oh wait no I'll apologize Because you fucking give me my checks
2: Now let's get to the real heart of this issue Leo Rush Better musician than Enzo Amore Yes or no? No Actually I haven't heard any of his music or not, But I have heard Enzo So I'm gonna say yes
1: I'll take Enzo. Hashtag
2: consensual penis.
1: (laughs) Hashtag consensual tickle. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I'm really sick of talking about Leo Rush. Um, I think this whole situation got blown up, and I'll tell you if Tony Khan had shut his mouth I think this situation would have breezed by in a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It would have gone by. Boom. It would have been gone the next day. Other news would have fucking ate it up, swallowed it up. No one would have given a shit. One or two little shows might have mentioned it. I wouldn't have fucking mentioned it. But no, Tony Khan had to blow it up, make it a big thing, kind of make an ass out of himself, and then promote his fucking show at the end like a goddamn fucking carny, which I guess that's good for wrestling. Sorry, I, I, I went off a little bit there. Anyway, Very good. It happens. It happens. Nothing I can do about it sometimes. Anyway, that's uh, that's all I got for that bad boy, With. Which um, I guess will get us to the releases, guys. And then we'll quickly go through the first AEW on TBS. And then we'll uh, wrap this bad boy up. So, yeah. Um, you know, before we get into today's releases. Why don't we get into really quick a... Not really a release, but it seems like, seems like a walkout on the company. It seems like she quit. Tony Storm. Uh, last week, just kind of after a match, just packed up her shit and left. Uh, it was going basically
4: around... It is, Punk.
1: Basically, now it was going around that she had asked for her release, and she was granted it, and then it was going around that she just booked her own flight. Flight home and left. Just
2: not the first Australian to do that either.
1: No, she no. put <laughs>
2: She fucking followed in the footsteps of native hero Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones, like, you know what? Fuck this shit.
1: Jeez, we talked about him last week too. Mm-hmm. Um, Making now, the rounds now. According to Meltzer, he says as far as her reasons why she left, the only thing I heard was you know burnout, essentially. He then added, there's probably a 90-day non-compete. Yeah, we know that. Uh Whether she can go to AEW and part of the deal, I don't know that. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Now, she did make a little statement. Basically, what she was saying is kind of what Swole was just saying. Different company, I know, but it's kind of what Swole was just saying. They bring in all these people. They bring you in they bring you in you want to get used you want to be used because you want to get you want to be feel useful and not just feel like you're collecting a paycheck that's actually a good thing to feel and not just be JTG at times so she's basically was saying I'm sitting in catering and I'm like I just want to work I just want to get out there when's my time when's my time never got her time so I would think after being Pied in the face week and not in the way you perhaps are thinking week after week by Charlotte. She was probably just thinking where the fuck is my career going? Yep. And maybe she just decided to leave. Maybe that's what he meant by burnout. You know, Melcher's not going to do anything say anything that's going to get him in trouble with WWE. So he's going to be vague. Melcher's great at being vague. <laughs> Don't
2: we love it? No. No. Okay. Well, you know Um, you know,
1: it's uh, you know. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's the way it kind of, you know, kinda goes. Um I don't know. She may have a 90 day non-compete. I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. But you know what? Uh, you know, you can be angry at her, you can do this, but um I can't be angry at anyone, male, female, that knows their self-worth, knows what they're worth, knows they can work, knows that they're worth more than WWE is putting them through or whatever company it is is putting them through and decides that they want to go their own way and do their thing somewhere else. I I, I respect the shit out of that, to be honest with you. (laughs) She knows her self-worth. She doesn't want to sit in catering and get a check to not go out there and work. And, you know, people kept asking, where's Tony Storm? Where's Tony Storm? They brought her up. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? She was very big. She was popular over there in NXT. People were waiting for her to come up for many reasons.
2: She got to the Chelsea.
1: Then she gets brought up and they take a break. She gets brought back and they're like, oh, let's just make Charlotte sh- shove pies in her face and beat the shit out of her and have her cry at the end of the matches. And great. Yeah, I can see why she left burnout. Melts her. How about frustration?
2: Hey, look, having somebody be humiliated every week on television, has worked wonders in the past. We we all know that Lana's still there and, and thriving. Um,
1: yeah. Hey, uh, Jim Ross, how you doing over there, buddy?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. current WWE uh, HR person Jim Ross and current women's champion Lana.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, how long can you treat people like this before they just decide? Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's the people that don't stand up for themselves that really might need to look at what she did and be yeah. like, you know what? I'm worth more, too. I'm worth more than just sitting and catering, getting a fucking paycheck. But, yeah. I mean, I I guess it's all... I guess it's just all in your mentality, you know what I mean? Yeah.
4: Ah. You basically kind of did Punk.
1: I mean, she can go... She could probably start a fucking OnlyFans and and break the internet too. Oh she
2: yeah, absolutely. Could. She is gorgeous. She's also gotten a wedding to fund in the future, so
1: that might be the who's
2: she?
1: the first who's fiance? Uh,
2: fucking Juice Robertson. Yeah. yeah, former CJ Parker of
1: mm-hmm. NXT fame. Yeah, uh, <laughs> NXT fame.
2: I mean, he. he I, I, I'll give the guy all the credit in the world. He did a great job of reinventing himself in Japan. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he was kind of a joke. I mean, at, at the end there, he was just sitting there eating, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, they gave him an eco gimmick before the, They had the whole Daniel Bryan thing yeah. when he did it, but it was like the sort of the original. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So,
1: Oh man, but you know what? Like I said, I'm. I I feel that someone that knows their what they're worth. That wants to go out there and work. You can't. I. I. I can't be mad at her. I hope she waits her time out. I hope she, just you know, goes somewhere else. I don't care where she goes. I hope she goes somewhere else where she's happy and can go out there and do her thing and do it well.
4: There you go. You think she goes to uh, New Japan? I think she. I know be... they don't really have a women's.
2: Yeah, not New Japan proper, but I mean, she's. Actually, I believe she was in stardom
3: before.
1: And she also may. This could cause a visa problem for her. She may end up going back and going to what is that over there? The, the Progress or something that's over there in UK.
2: Yeah, it's one of them. I think- I, I don't know anything at all about the European women's division at all. It's so like I can't help you there. But that is one of the companies, the UK companies.
1: Go to Australia. Do. Kangaroo kick ass tournament or something.
2: (laughs) Fight a kangaroo. (laughs) I don't know. Tony Storm versus Nathan Jones and his comeback.
1: I'm watching. Tony Storm joins fucking OnlyFans. That might be the only only OnlyFans I join. (laughs)
2: Well, you know, wish her a lot of luck there, I
1: suppose. (laughs) (sighs) Got to support that. I'll support her. I'll support her in any way I can.
2: (laughs) There you go. So speaking of people who know their own worth, I am honor bound in the chat to because it's mentioned in the chat to to mention this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There was an interesting GCW debut on uh, the New Year's. Uh huh. A, a man, a, a hooded figure, as it were, attacked Effie. He was giving his State of the Effie address, which is something that happens once and I think will probably only ever happen again. I don't think that's going to be an annual thing. When a, like I said, hooded figure showed up, attacked him, took off the hood, took off the garb, and it was none other than Jeff Jarrett. So Jeff Jarrett is feuding with Effie in GCW. That's what I was doing instead of watching the year one show. Jeff Jarrett's back in wrestling? Yep, Jeff Jarrett's out there doing it. It's they're in an interesting spot because Moxley's their champion. He's in rehab, I think. Gage is injured. I just I haven't seen him on any of their shows in a minute.
3: Right.
2: So they're like kind of their top main event division is kind of in disarray at the moment Homicide's their number one contender you want a uh, battle royal on that same show so they're wow. in an interesting state right now i mean they, they're they bringing in a lot of people they got the briscoes back they got pcos back and in house so they're, they're still doing well but just in an interesting position at the moment
1: yeah well that's, interesting. Just, that's cool i hope he's i mean look he went through a little time there he was Went into rehab, Jeff Jarrett did, and he's back. I I, I didn't see it. I'm not going to comment on it. Good for him. What What else can I say? Good for him.
2: It's pretty interesting because there's there's, like, there's a lot of just initial, what the fuck, why is Jeff Jarrett here? And then the crowd just all started chanting slap nuts. Yeah. Which, Jeff Jarrett is, for it is over with the GCW crowd. Believe it or not, we have talked about this before, that Scotty too Howdy Joey Janela match was actually really fucking good. I, I had low expectations, but it was surprisingly good.
1: I saw the, I saw him do the little worm thing. Mm-hmm. Is someone it, Did Leo Rush did, get? A, is Leo Rush on here?
2: The bomb? I, mean, I hear it ticking. I would just like to remind him that I defended him.
1: Holy shit! I still. You can blow me up. I'll still fucking think it's 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 recorded now. I think you're a piece of shit. It's recorded.
2: I said before that I thought his match with Jordan Oliver was absolutely okay.
1: Oh, God. Slurp the jizz, why don't you? Jesus <laughs> Christ.
2: <laughs> his match was okay. Hmm. Well, boy, you're really not going to like to hear what I had to think about the uh, JTG-Jimmy Lloyd match. Oh,
1: my God. What, are you going to gargle? Well, calm down, dude. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> anyway...
2: Which actually happened by the way, and it was a really good match, and I'll never have an opportunity to talk about it, but Jimmy Lloyd versus JTG. It happened. It was good.
1: Well, speaking of early releases, um mm-hmm. <laughs> was that a fucking that was a great that was good. That was good. Okay. Yeah <laughs> was-
2: Every time I mention Jimmy Lloyd, I'm always scared that I'm gonna mention the fucking British guy that was like a fucking that got in all kinds of trouble for being a weirdo. I forget yeah. his name.
1: Johnny Rotten? Oh, no. Jimmy Havoc.
2: Yeah, I don't know why I was going to continue describing him as he looked like shit, but I, I did want to get that out there.
1: Yeah, I remember him. I remember. He was remember. pretty fucking terrible anyway. I never cared for him. Wanna be Marilyn Manson. He got man.
2: beat up by Excalibur, <laughs> like in a shoot. Oh, it's fucking hilarious.
1: Wanna be Marilyn Manson.
2: There you go. Oh, so okay. yes, speaking well, of
1: releases. Same allegations. Uh anyway, um WWE uh has released more of the releases actually more from NXT more than WWE. I know they're the same company, but let's be let's be detailed here. Mm-hmm. Releases from NXT today uh happened again. Um The first tweet we heard was at 3.31. Sean Ross Sapp was all over this shit today from Fightful. 3.31 today. WWE have confirmed producer Road Dogg, coach Ace Steel, and writer Ryan Katz are all gone from NXT. Uh, Ryan Katz, we actually talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about WSX. He was the guy who used to scream out the matches. We spoke about him a while ago. I think it was... Three weeks ago, we talked about him. Um, So that was the first one we heard. You know, Road Dog it it just seems like they're trying to go with a whole new thing for the whole NXT 2.0. So they're getting rid of those guys right there. Uh, A few minutes later, like literally three minutes later, he tweets, William Regal has been let go from the company. WWE has confirmed to fightful. Well, I'll tell you, if one pissed wow. me off, if one pissed me off, it's this one. One pissed me, it's this one because I got I think Regal is such a fucking talent. The fact that they have him there being that legend in that role he's in, I I think they're making a mistake with this.
4: What the fuck are they thinking?
1: They're not obviously, obviously not. Um, and then a few minutes later, we get Scott Armstrong is among the NXT personnel cuts WWE has confirmed to fightful. So those were the releases just from the you know internal office people right there. Wow. Yeah, and again, the,
4: the
1: Road Dog shocked me. Ryan Katz kind of shocked me because he's kind of been. I mean, if you follow him Got on it. social media, he's more of a company guy. He really toes that line. He's very he promotes their stuff all the time. Uh he's interactive with his with, with the the you know, the the fans on there. So he's really just kind of a down to earth nice guy. Road dog
4: Road Dog he's,
1: Yeah. Road Dog made excuses for shows like I mean, Road Dog was coming up with like the best excuses like oh, you know, there was traffic. That's why people didn't watch SmackDown. Oh, you know there was alien invasion warnings. That's um,
4: a Triple H guy. Yeah,
1: exactly. And the guy.
4: Like, I wonder what they're thinking. Like, shit.
1: I, I, I would guess these are all Triple H guys. To be honest with you, all of them, every one of them, especially Road Dogg though. We know especially Road Dogg.
4: That's one of his best friends. I would think
1: Regal was too to be honest with yeah. you. So.
4: And, and they're okay. They're all like, mm, from the Attitude Era.
1: They're really trying to give Triple H another uh, heart event, aren't they? Mm. Really. Are
4: they, are they trying to kick Triple H out of the company or something? <laughs> like, seriously. I'm not saying he will, but, like.
1: <laughs> At this point, Triple H is like Paulie and Goodfellas. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh! You fired Regal? Nah, fuck you! Pay me.
4: <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yeah, he's, he, he's lucky he's married to a beautiful woman like Stephanie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
4: know what's interesting,
2: and you know who I feel bad for, just outside of obviously all the other people that lost their job.
3: Huh.
2: Regal's son is an NXT UK. Oh boy yeah like they were already i guess trying to keep his like regal was trying to like have him keep his identity a secret somehow but yeah it's probably gonna be tough sledding for that lad goes by the name of charlie dempsey in uh nxt uk i just
1: okay but if you look at
2: him he i have never seen him work but if you just and i'll post it in the chat here he looks like the most British man I've ever seen in my life. Like there is no doubt that he's William Regal's son.
1: Well, Regal is the most British man I've ever seen in my life too. Um,
2: yeah, well, he's about to be one upped. Uh, we'll just go ahead and post.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I'll check it out in a second here.
4: Do these guys have ninety day release? Um, falls too or no? They count
1: now. As far as I know.
4: Ah, uh, there we go. Okay.
1: NXT. First of all, I know NXT. Talent has a 30-day 30 30 non-compete. Days. I do not know and have no clue if the office would have a non-compete. It's possible. They may. They may not. I really don't know. Um, how long has Scotty Tuhati been gone? I think
4: William Regal would be a great pickup for AEW in the back.
1: How long has Scotty Tuhati been gone? About a month, right?
4: Yeah. So ta-
2: yeah, it's been less than a, I think it's been less than a month since we were talking about him giving his reason as to why he left so I'll do a quick search to make sure. So but.
1: they might. I mean, it, it, it's kind of different with office people to give them. An, I mean, they may have a non-compete. I'm sure they've all signed NDAs, um, non-disclosure agreements way before they I'm sure they did that before they even signed with the company. But uh, I don't know what their uh, non-competes would look like. I have no clue. I don't even know if they have them. That'd be a uh, that'd be something. Maybe somebody else could get into that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So I think Regal one. would
4: be good. Good. Um. Good. Good. Some. Somebody, somebody. Good for the back in the AEW.
1: Regal would be a good pickup for any company, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy is just <laughs> awesome. Now, it was funny. WWE put out the most basic statement about all that too. Uh, literally. Uh, within the with the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of our staff based in our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. Um,
4: That's all. They you don't have to ne- say about William hmm? Regal. These people seriously in Road
1: They just jumbled all these people together as fucking office staff. Like, like they just like. Like Ford just had layoffs or something. Revo's been
4: there since what the late nineties. Yeah, on and off. I mean, there's a couple of roadblocks.
1: Right? Yeah, on off, but may, But I mean, he's. I would say he's been steadily with the company the past decade, right? Yeah, more yeah. on. What was that? Because
2: more on than off. Like right. The last, when I just say on and off, I just meant there was that kind of stint there where you know you had to go away because he had to go to rehab or whatever. But well for the most part he's been there, like for the better half of the last ten years for sure, even like twenty.
1: Yeah, I think uh yeah. I think the statement they put out is a little insulting, but it's WWE. Again, not surprising, but I find it insulting. I'll just leave it at that, I guess. I
2: To double around, I guess the Scotty Dratty had been gone since the 23rd, according to SPC in the chat, November 23rd.
1: November 23rd. So, all right, over a month. So they may have 30-day non-competes. But, again, there was the holidays where no shows were running. So it's kind of hard to judge. Right. You know, he might have had a non-compete, but the shows were like, man, it's fucking, we got Christmas, we got New Year's. Yeah, his
2: his first match back was the Janela match on the first of this month. So,
1: yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave it at. I have no clue what those uh what those office contracts look like if they, i mean again, they're not even contracts they're really we should be all be calling them agreements because they're all i mean punk got out of his uh, del Rio got out of his. You can get out of these very quick because when you're a ten ninety nine employee it's very easy to argue this because. I hate to get into this because it's kind of weird, but they are misclassified. Mm. WWE wrestlers are 100% misclassified. Now I know we're never going to get the whole union thing, but they're misclassified in, if you look at the IRS, their exact description of what it takes to be an independent contractor. One of the guidelines is you are responsible for the outcome of your work. Are they? No. No. Someone writes that for them. That, and literally, you can go to the IRS website and look this up. This is exactly what it says, that you are responsible for the outcome of your work. So right there, they're misclassified which is why you have all these people go with all this, you know, why you got fucking Andrew Yang and all these people that say they can do something. Here's the problem. Nobody's going to fucking do it because it's, it's, it's that fine line because they used to not have writers. Now they do, but they can also say, Oh no, they do because they can always say no. (laughs) They don't tell you what the consequences are if you do say no, but you can say no. So technically you do have, um, you know, you do have literally, you know, you can predict the outcome that way. So it's a fine line. And it- Right. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying it's a fine line, which is why Andrew Yang and all these people can speak up, bark, and fucking scream and yell. That's why they're never going to get anything done because all WWE is just going to say is no. They can always say no to a storyline.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, is
1: AEW no different because they don't have writers? Yeah, probably. Meanwhile, they're probably gonna end up with writers eventually. Swole said it in her thing. Not everyone there is comfortable cutting a promo on there that they wrote. Which yeah. which that used to be what was called the wrestling business. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. I'm, I'm I mean again, I got no problem with what she said. I'm just throwing that one out there. That 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 that's it, that was one thing I meant to mention.
4: Anyway. If you they get writers Maybe they get wrestlers as writers, former wrestlers. I
1: don't know. I don't know, man. Those uh those soap opera writers do so well for WWE. Uh
4: Please don't hire them, Tony,
1: please. <laughs> at this point, it's I would... Like fucking AEW's yeah.
4: writer's
2: room just looks like a bunch of, like, the fucking uh, surreal life cast.
1: There you, see? you get a bunch
2: of fucking 90s actors. You got Freddie Prince Jr., Macaulay Culkin, a fucking Topanga from Boy Meets World is just hanging out.
1: See, that's so funny you said that, because uh-huh. I was about to say, at this point, I would be like, who are all the writers for Spike TV? <laughs> just get them in here, man. <laughs>
2: I don't think the I don't think yeah I just I don't think the writing the writers room for Mancers is really doing a lot these days. I
1: don't know man, get those guys in from fucking BattleBots, bro. Okay.
2: (laughs) There you go, fucking thousand ways to die or whatever the fuck. whatever the fuck the show was called.
1: Oh, that was stupid. I hated that show.
2: I know. (laughs) That's the point. I know. The fucking Barbara. What was it? What was the Pamela Anderson fucking cartoon show?
1: Ah, I don't know Stripperella. yeah, there you go. Oh shit, oh shit guys, we gotta get uh, we gotta get through this and done. Yeah. um
2: in the meantime, if you'd like to list your least favorite Spike TV show in the chat, yeah. please do so.
1: there you go.
4: um favorite'm with
1: you ah. yes. So on top of the releases from this the office staff, they did release a few uh NXT talent. That being, this one shocks me, Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, Hideki Suzuki, and uh, Kathy Carino, formerly known as Allison Danger. Uh, They did release those four also. Timothy Thatcher might be the most surprising because, you know what, it's not at this point because it looks like they are really going a new way. I mean, Braun Breaker, new champion of... uh, they he they did have him beat Tommaso Champa and that moment with him and Rick Steiner was really cool. I got to watch that the from the got a bunch of fan cam. Rick Steiner was there and uh Champa kinda brought him down to the ring.
4: To Is go... Ciampa's time in MST in Slash WWE over?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think Champa sees the writing on the wall. I think we're gonna see him gone very, very soon. But um Yeah, Thatcher's probably the most surprising. Birch too. I mean, these guys, as of recent, were both in storylines, and Thatcher was in a great storyline with uh, Tommaso Ciampa at the end of the little thing there, so... I don't know. And now, Hideki Suzuki...
4: Ciampa was one of his favorite NFT guys.
1: Yeah. Now, Hideki Suzuki, was he... Wasn't he like their first Chinese or something signing? He was in Diamond Mind. That helps. I know that, but I remember talking about him once when he first got signed. I think he might have been one of their... I think he might have been one of the guys that Triple H was all excited and did the old point to him and, you know, the old point picture. hmm
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the days, weren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. All, all those guys are gone now. There's going to be a fucking Johnny. picture of Vince pointing at Triple H as he walks through the door.
1: Triple H's... That finger is now right up Triple H's ass. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
1: But... Danny
4: uh, Gargano.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, how sad would that be if you were just like five years from now Triple H is like doing fucking conventions where for like $20 so he'll take a photo pointing with you. Oh... <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't it, think he's actually happen. getting
2: fired, by the way. But dude, it's still just a fun thing to imagine.
1: It'll happen. It 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 may <sighs> it might it might. But it'll be uh, awkward
2: as fuck. They fire him, but then there's like him and Stephanie just stay married.
1: Oh, of course, of course. But uh, of course, all the news sites are now reporting that there are going to be more releases. This is what I love about the releases. Every time there's releases, they say there's going to be more. That way, if there's more, they're right. If not, they just keep going.
2: Bald-ass prediction that somebody else will get fired from now until the end of time.
1: I say there are more releases this year. Mm. Mm. What do you think of that? That's my prediction. Something's going
4: to happen. And you think anybody gets released? That's a big name gets released.
1: they've released pretty much everyone that um I can think of that would shock me at this point. I mean I'm not hoping for Tampa it, but if we're talking NXT
2: people, uh, Cameron Grimes, maybe?
1: I don't know. See, and that's the thing. That we they like him. him,
2: though. I think they like him. I, but yeah. you, ne- you can never fucking tell with that shit. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in, like, our truth role in the next five, ten years of him just showing up and doing comedy skits from, like, now until the end of time.
1: Oh, no, Cameron Grimes made money on his own. Vince probably respects the hell out of that. Perhaps. I would I would assume he probably does. Which is
2: funny, because if you just want to talk about being wrong about shit, I was absolutely certain they signed him just so AEW wouldn't have him. Mm-hmm. And now he's survived fucking almost everybody getting fired.
1: He has. And, you know, Alvarez mm-hmm. did say that not only are there more releases, but he says it will be mostly office staff, by the way. They're not going to be releasing as much talent, but they are going to be releasing a lot of office uh Office people. Um,
2: SBC saying he thinks maybe Carino, Steve Carino.
1: Oh, yeah. Shawn Michaels ain't going nowhere. No. 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 They're not going to look oh. in between the eye and shoot him. No. No. Shawn Michaels ain't going nowhere. But, guys, of out of all these releases, SMARK sent me the one that means the most.
2: That's right. Let let this not be lost in the annals of time and history that another big name was released today. Mm. Uh, Matt Striker, no longer with Impact Wrestling. Let us bow our heads, and now we can move on.
1: Yes, <laughs> I'm ashamed we even want, gave it. I'm, I'm ashamed we gave it that mean much time. They
4: could release that would shock everybody.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, I can't
4: think of it. Even
1: I mean, from the longer? NXT I
2: don't roster, there. Pretty much out of people.
1: Wow, this... The news of this literally has me speechless. Um, Mm -hmm. Probably because I really don't care.
2: He Uh, was fucking awful on the Triple Mania show that he was on. And I like him as a commentator.
1: I didn't mind him. I just thought that whole thing when he decided to say, I'm marking out, bro, for I forget who came out.
2: Actually, unintentionally fucking hilarious, because him and a Ring of Honor guy... Did it, did the latest Triple Mania show. And imagine two guys who have never watched Triple-A calling a Triple-A show. They had no idea what the fuck was going on, which was their whole reason for being there. Uh, great idea, great idea. <laughs> which is a very Triple-A thing to do. They they have, like, no direction as a it comment. It's like Impact, but if they were doing it on purpose, to be funny.
1: Ooh, Sasha Baron Corbin, does Nick Khan get fired in two years? Absolutely not. I think he's firing himself. I think Vince loves this guy. I think the fact that he has the balls to get rid of people, I think that actually is another thing that Vince sees strength instead of weakness in. I don't think he goes anywhere unless he fucks up or some weird story comes out about him. Barring some sort of scandal, no, he ain't going nowhere.
4: No, he's Johnny. nope. I hope not.
1: Even with a scandal? Nope.
2: <laughs> he's double safe. He, Bruce Pritchard. He won the fucking Ironclad Ooh. contract like the Immunity Battle Royal.
1: Bruce Pritchard, possibly, but he'll be back the year after. <laughs> so yep. it doesn't he's matter. He's going to get bish <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I, he'll I would be say back.
4: Paul Heyman, but he's, he's in the middle of a storyline, so that wouldn't make any sense, but it's WWE, so you never know. So possible.
1: You know, the... <laughs> and again, we got to jump into AEW because we've only got like 30 minutes left here. Um and... but uh the rumor is that basically the only one the only McMahon that does not like Paul Heyman is Stephanie.
4: i uh, wonder why no Shane likes him. Mm,
1: that's what I I don't know. That's through that that I mean that's what we've heard. I don't know. But uh anyway, let's go ahead and get moved into AEW dynamite. Like I said i God, we gotta shorten these shows. I'm exhausted right now. Um, now, if you didn't see on social media, AEW did pay tribute to Betty White at the beginning of their tapings. They actually put "Thank You for Being a Friend." The uh, they didn't. I don't know if they played the song, but they put it up on the uh, all all the tar- Trons with a picture of Betty White on it. I thought that was pretty cool. That's kind of what made me also play that song. And this was the first night on TBS, guys. Quick question. Damn
4: good
1: show. Damn good show. Quick question. Mm-hmm. With them moving to TBS, you've got kind of a half and half. Some people think they're going to take a bit of a ratings hit tonight. Some people think their ratings aren't going to move because their their fans are hardcore and nowhere to go. You think they take a small little hit tonight?
4: No, not tonight. Because what, what the matches were.
1: Hmm. All right smart
2: i think just in general like tonight specifically yeah maybe a little hit but then in the first month or two maybe an an initial dive Mm
1: -hmm. but i
2: think they'll bring it back up all right
1: and you know what i i i would say i don't know if this makes any sense but if they did take a hit it would be on the like you know the plus one the plus seven side because people who forgot to change their dvr over
4: yeah, that, that's a factor as well, yeah.
1: I mean, I know it's not like a huge factor, but anyway.
4: And I think that's why they had...
1: Oh, um, shit, they could hire a Road Dog to explain why the
4: ratings are <laughs>
2: better. Like, oh, shit, a little fucking two years ago, it was a leap year, and... Um...
1: There, there, there was a comet. you see, that, that that's the news... fucking
2: two-for-one. You get the New Age Outlaws back, and Road Dog explains the ratings decline. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fucking great segment on Dark. Just Road Dog's ratings corner.
1: So so Road Dog, why did our ratings go go bad? Oh, you didn't know. There was a comet. Oh,
4: you didn't know?
1: You didn't know. The news said there was a comet above the sky. People went outside to look at it. Especially people with Nielsen boxes. They were uh, uh the, the, the the research said they were three times as likely to go outside and look at the comet.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, oh! now you know. Anyway, let's not do this again. We don't have time. Um, this show started off with a goddamn bang. Um, yes, it was. We had Hangman. Yes, we had the rematch. Hangman, Adam Page, Brian Danielson. We had judges, that being uh, Mark Henry, Big Show, and Jerry Lynn. I think people were expecting them to bring in someone special. I believe we joked and said the Big Show was going to be a judge. <laughs> I believe we did. Are we surprised? I'm
2: just really fucking glad they didn't do this. They didn't use it as a tie-in for that Go Big Show and use, like, the fucking judges from
1: that. Oh, my God. Was that fucking Cody commercial for the Big Show the most obnoxious thing (laughs) you've ever... I literally... If I had my gun, I might have shot my TV. I was so... It was gross, dude. It was Gross. I
2: enjoyed half the show, because that's because the other half of the show I spent having to look at their fucking giant heads. Because everyone that's on the cast, except for Sario Dawson, because why show us mercy? They had their fucking inflated heads that they would hold up. I saw a fucking T-Pain one. I saw one for Burt Chrysler. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Cody head
2: was like, I think there was like three of them. I saw that one 800 times.
1: By the way, speaking of just seeing things, there were four guys in the front row who were the most animated and fun people to watch the whole show. If you weren't enjoying this show and you just watched those four guys during the matches, you would have had a great time. One of them had, it started out with a guy that had a uh, busted open shirt on Mm -hmm. and it went like four guys down. They were having the time of their fucking lives and they were making me have fun watching the show. Watching (laughs) them was making me have fun. Did
4: go. did you guys notice that Jr. made a mistake in the beginning of the show?
1: No, I don't. Or know. was it me? No, nah, Jr. is he, old and pissy.
4: He said <laughs> he he said um they they were going to open with the CBS T- title match. <laughs> what does that mean?
1: All right, that was their that was in the middle of the show.
4: Oh, uh, okay. Uh, no, I, I know that, but. I think when they opened up, Jr. mentioned it was going to be the.
0: Yeah, Jr. I thought he
4: said it was going to be the um, opening match.
1: Yeah, he just he just messed he just mixed up the three letters TBS with AEW. Whatever, fucking st- He turned seventy the other day. Can we leave him alone, please?
4: Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, and he did call he did call Paul White the Big Show. I did hear that. I did hear that. So I did hear that. SBC. That's not
2: fair because they had to keep promoting the fucking
1: television show while they the, also had Paul. They White had, I know Cameron. they had to promote the <sighs> Go Big Show with the Big Show on there. I'm again, leave the fucking guy alone. Leave the goddamn legend alone. Leave the voice of fucking wrestling alone.
2: SBC saying after him anyway. got fucking Jerry McDevitt hanging out in their parking lot.
1: There you go. He's out there right now. Jr., can I talk to you for a minute, my man? Come on, come on,
2: come on. He just fucking snats, sits up behind him. He's getting into his car.
1: Come on, come here. you do, uh, Hop on in here. Hop on in the Cadillac. Oh, come on,
2: come on. Uh, I, 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 paying for your lawyer, motherfucker.
1: I'm not quite sure why uh, Jerry McDevitt sounds like Elvis, but he does. Come on. Come on, say, come, on, come on.
2: He Instinctively, does Jr.'s voice oh,
1: to oh, Jr. to mock on. him. Oh, yeah, come on in here, buddy. I have a good old time here. Come on. Anyway, uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson was the uh, for the AEW Championship was the first match. Both guys got bloody. Daniel Brian Brian Danielson was fucking dude. That wasn't like notice uh, Page's blood dried. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson's blood was dripping red. At one point, I even saw the ref go down and be like, "That's pretty bad, buddy." It's pretty fucking bad. Are you okay? Okay. So they checked on him. He, they were both bloody as hell. Uh, Brian ended up taking his first loss in this match. Um, Hangman retained. Thirty-five minute match. Not, uh, not bad. I think that was a. Uh, I think there were two good moves in here. Number one, not going to a, a three good moves. Number one, not going to a time limit again, again.
4: They teased that so much. They I know.
1: I know. All. Not going to the judges, and just having the match be a nice, nice, smooth thirty-five minutes. I thought it was a really good fucking match. Like I said, I, don't, yeah. I no way they could have gone that far with with Brian bleeding like that. He oh and a God. clean win too. Brent. Clean win. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they
2: put him over, too, because they had him kick out of moves that, you know, Daniel Bryan had. Damn it, now I'm doing it. Bryan Danielson had used to win previous matches, the knee that he used to put away Suzuki and so, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, I could see uh, I could see Bryan turning back face, you know, oh, you know, you got me. Uh, I
2: hope not. He's he's really good at this fucking role. I
1: like but I him. can see it, too. I can see it, too. We'll see what happens.
2: What do you think is next
4: for him? That's a good question.
1: That is. And I can't even think of I I don't even know. Man, where do you put Daniel Bryan from here? I think he has a little feud with someone mid card and then maybe goes back to uh doing something with with uh eventually they eventually they're going back to Omega and Bryan again. Absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. So in the long
4: term they're slowly that's- building that.
1: Which is why I think maybe they throw him into a little mid-card kind of feud for now and then kind of a placeholder.
4: Maybe. Maybe. Was that too soon?
1: Probably too soon, but maybe. Maybe they throw him in, because Cole's going to, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. Um, I don't have a clue. But I would say I that's I don't even know what they're, they're
4: going to do with uh, where they go from here with Adam Page is Massey's supposed
1: to come back soon. I heard. I would assume he was gonna. Yeah, I we said he'd. I we figured he'd be back beginning of this year, sometime January, February. So, I. You know if I could, uh, i
2: throw. I'll go with Darby. Gonna, he's gonna feud with Darby.
1: Oh, that's not a bad to, idea. Who? Uh, Brian. Hmm. That's not bad.
2: That would be nice. I mean, there's kind of the usual run of suspects. You got Darby. You got Orange Cassidy. True.
1: True. Very true, it kind of does. Is so.
2: MJF is busy right now?
1: Mm-hmm. I'd be okay I if they went back
2: fun. to the well of him in Kingston. That fucking had a Rampage was awesome.
1: Yeah, they could do that, too. They could do that, too. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, 20 minutes left. All right, so we got uh, MJF versus uh, Captain Sean Dean, which never really happened. Punk ran out as soon as the bell rang. MJF ran out of the ring. Punk just stands there for a minute. turns around and he gives Sean Dean a GTS. Everyone's like, no, Punk's going fucking heel. No, he didn't. He actually caused MJF to lose the match, starting off his year 0-1. <laughs> and, and Punk's like, bitch, I'm just going to keep out, keep coming out here and fucking people up every time until you get your ass in the ring with me. Um. I love this. I I, I got to tell you, it was a complete
2: I, about face from what they were doing last week. It was because yeah. they basically announced that it was just like, all right, we're, it's done for now, but they'll probably meet up again later.
1: Yeah, and I did like the little WrestleMania reference by uh, MJF and Punk with the little with the little. Buy one, <laughs> get one event. The night four of the buy one, get one mania or something like that. It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was a nice little.
2: He would be fired in like three months, too. Yeah. Was just like, Damn.
1: It was a nice little dig. And and uh, you thought like... MJF was going to say, we're me and you for a match next week, but it's Wardlow. Mm-hmm. It's Wardlow. So.
4: You're saving it for revolution. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, probably.
1: So. Then we had that obnoxious Cody commercial, which I already got into. I'm not going to talk about it. Jericho came out and I got to be honest, guys. I missed most of this, by the way, real quick. Uh, happy birthday to my middle child. Dylan who turns nine years old today.
4: Thanks. Happy birthday.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll let him know. And uh, we were doing a little birthday celebration during this. So I really wasn't concentrating When I finally got my mind back on it and looked at it, Jericho had a bat. Daniel Garcia came in and uh, kind of chalk-blocked him a little bit, but Inner Circle came out and saved him. uh, That's—I don't know what was said with um, 2.0 and Jericho. I did hear Pinhead and Blockhead or Squarehead.
2: He started off by calling him Terrence and Phillip. Which is solid because they're Canadian. So that it all like ties that. back.
1: I like that. South Park joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they basically just went
2: back and forth, the usual kind of insults. He just said he couldn't focus on anything that I think it's Lee. I always get confused because I know I spent so much time knowing him as Shane Matthews, but the more blockheaded gentleman. He said he couldn't focus on anything because of how blockheaded his blackhead was. So there you go. And they kind of just went back and forth on the mic for a little while and then you saw what you saw. They got into it and Inner Circle made the save.
0: All
1: right. So I didn't miss much. Wasn't too much of a thing. Then all right, I kind of I, I got the essence of everything is what I what happened. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, so Wardlow came down after that with Sean Spears, still, in my opinion, looking absolutely ridiculous. Just my God. Um, it was Wardlow versus Antonio Zambrado. Match didn't even start. Spears takes out Zambrato. Rolls him in the ring. And Wardlow's like pissed. Like, what? you, you really think I need your fucking help? So Wardlow <laughs> just still picks the guy up and gives him like 93 power bombs. All right, maybe three. I exaggerate. Squashes the guy. And then they kind of just leave. I, I, how about just fucking take? Out I don't know where this is going. I, uh, I, it's obviously it's coming to Wardlow being kind baby of face. away from, but yeah, yep, pulling away from Pinnacle, becoming babyface. Absolutely, absolutely. That's exactly where it's going to. So, I mean, not, not much to say on this match, squash match. I just think Sean Spears looks like a complete asshole, and uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. Um. Yeah, a, he does. On a different note, we got Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho. This was the this was the TBS title match that we were talking about earlier. Uh the finals match. Jade didn, did win this, but I got to tell you all something. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. She could win this. She could lose this. They have a potential long term star in Jade Cargill. Her look. Yep. No, she is not great in the ring. She definitely need, need uh, definitely needs a little more time. But that woman looks like a star with or without a title around her waist, over her shoulder, whatever it is.
3: I think the only thing,
2: like I, I, obviously, everybody's going to say that it wasn't a good match. It's like you don't need us to repeat that, right? The only thing I didn't like about that and it was this kind of same thing that happened with the Thunder Bros of last week, too, is basically they're making her out to be kind of a chicken shit heel of, yeah. like, she won the title because Ruby was injured, she won the title, or won, got to the finals because Mercedes Martinez got involved, so on and so forth. When you're, like, pushing her as this big, like, literally big, strong monster of a heel, like, maybe you don't have her win on such fluky circumstances week in and week out, Especially if you're like hyping the fact that she's like twenty two and oh, I think they said she was. Mm. It's like you don't she doesn't need to dominate the match, but you just have, you know, the match swing into her favor just kinda, you know, every so every so often just because of the strength advantage that she has.
1: Yeah. You could. That I mean that that makes a lot of sense. And you're right, they are kinda booking her as that chicken shit heel, but man, I, I, I just think this woman is Darn. I Again, I, I've got no problems with Big Swole at all, but I hate to say, but she's a better in many ways. Virgin. Big Swole. she really is. She, I, I I don't know if they're looking at her like that, but
4: she was what what they thought Big Swole would be.
1: I think so, I think so. But I mean, she's just—I mean, she's gorgeous. First of all, Jade Cargill, her body is just unbelievable. I mean, you should see the pictures that she puts out. It's just fitness. Yep amazing and uh, Ruby I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of Ruby Soho I think she's awesome I think she's really good I kind of expected her to win the tournament but I it was kind of one of those where whatever they did it wasn't going to matter really it really doesn't matter um, Ruby can still chase that title Jade doesn't need it so it really could have gone to either one of them and either way I wasn't going to be upset but I think Jade Gargill um, this is kind of her uh, kind of her start Moment yeah.
2: coming yep. out party.
1: And it's go. nice that
2: they have a mid card title too for the women's division because it adds more structure. It's not just whether or not somebody is capable of being mm. the top women's champion or not. It gives them more feuds and more matches potentially to have.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. I mean, you're right. The match wasn't great. Again, Jade. I know she needs more work. I'm not. I, and I'm not putting her over for any reason except I think that she just has the look. Her promos aren't bad. They're not no, great, she- but they're not bad. They've the pre-recording was a great idea. They need to keep doing that.
4: She's a president store for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there's and that. Her daughter
4: was in the fans too, in, in the crowd too.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I did see that. Well, I think her husband and daughter were both in the crowd. Yep. Yeah, good stuff there. So. All right, so next we got Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Jr. looking a little different. Came out a little more serious with the ponytail. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I got a little worried when he botched that springboard. A little bit. That was not good looking. Malachi Black did uh, pick up the win right there. Lucha Brothers came out, lights go off, and suddenly, like a magic trick, they switch places. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like
4: watching Yeah,
1: going <clears throat> in the yeah, it was like watching the Incredible Bert Wonderstone.
2: I would like to see their fucking tax expenses. Like, how much money are they spending on eye patches in this company? <laughs>
1: they
2: have fucking like Moxley with an eye patch, pack with an eye patch, Julia Hart with an eye patch. They could literally make a run of fucking action figures that all have eye patches.
1: They're using the same eye patch, dude. Or a faction.
2: <laughs> Washing and reusing the same eye
4: It's patch. the
1: same eye patch. <laughs> they just keep reusing it. I mean, and trust me, they're not expensive. They're
4: going to have a faction Moxley and uh, Malachi Black. That team, yeah.
2: Just, oh, oh my god, you could be one, fucking led by PCO.
4: Oh, Who's the originator team. of the iPad? Yeah. One Eye Team, and Michael mm-hmm. uh, There you go, Tony.
1: And then for a little realism, they can bring in Anthony Agogo.
4: Mm-hmm. Fucking slick yeah, like Rick.
2: Their theme song. I really as feel. their uh manager.
1: I really thought thought that was going to go over better the Anthony Agogo thing. He has real eye problems. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, but now you're just. I know. (laughs) Which is funny, but mean spirited. Really,
1: Kind of thought it was going to go over a little better. I shouldn't. Went over well with
4: me. I'm just heartless, though. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay, uh, Box. I know what you meant. Just kind of
1: thought it was better than that. Anyway, Fuck! You
2: remember when Naomi had an eye patch because fucking Axana just Kneed her right in the face.
1: Uh, that. she actually broke her orbital bone.
2: Oh, yeah, she, no, she got hurt like real
1: bad. Oxana. But... I and I remember watching that going, there was no reason for that.
2: I remember watching it and thinking that that move looked great, but then I was like, oh, it's because she literally did just knee her right in the fucking yeah, face. she
1: literally like just said, yeah, You'll you want these? That was nice, right? She got no, fired. it
2: was Oxana,
1: yeah, it was Oxana, and oh. she got fired like two days later.
2: Yeah, I knew it wasn't at work when she got fired. <laughs> mm.
1: They were like, no, yeah, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just knee someone in the face like that. And, and you know, you're hot and all. But uh, that's where it stops. Get out of here. Get out of yep. here. All right. Main event tonight was uh, Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers. Um, I got to tell you, all once again, it was an exciting main event. It really was. I'm not going to say it was a amazing match or anything, but man, you got the Lucha Brothers out there. You got Jurassic Express, a lot of flippity-dippity-doos, a lot of good stuff. Just an exciting, happy way to send the crowd home with Jungle Boy getting the win. That's what I think this match was just trying to do. Just send the crowd home happy tonight. New year, yeah. new year, new show, new new t- new station. Send them home happy. One of the moment. we're gonna change
4: hands tonight, and it was that.
1: Yeah, man, it it was good. It was good. I liked it. I really did. I liked this right here. I thought it was a really good match. And once again, those four, four, maybe even five, those guys down in the front row were just—they were so animated for every match. They were nonstop the whole show. I fucking loved watching That's them. Good. I I loved watching them.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed the main event. And there was a spot real quick where like uh, Phoenix and Jungle Boy both hit like this high high flying move, and they both just stared at each other for a minute. And I was hoping so bad that like Phoenix would just super kick him, and then just out of nowhere Pentagon just kick, super kicks him right in the back of the fucking head. I was <laughs> like, this is why I like Pentagon, and he just he, his moves make sense. Real yeah. quick though, since we are on the process of wrapping this up, what did you think about the way they ended the show with having like all the tag teams just so I can gather around and just. List off basically all the competitors that they could be facing next couple of weeks, months, what have you.
1: That was kinda cool Gave give you a little look at who's out there and gonna be going for the title and I mean just imagine they're trying to make a trying to make some titles seem important.
2: <gasps>
3: yeah. <that's,
2: it's> a <gasps> weird strategy. They cut is to Jericho it? like eight times, which is weird, but
0: Well,
1: it's
3: true. I,
4: like, I like Christian as their manager.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Manager ish gets in the ring every now and then. He's he's I would call him their hype guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Way do you
4: think he's gonna turn on them?
3: <laughs> I thought
2: he was gonna turn on the tonight. I,
1: I don't know, yeah. but it's funny that he took over for Marco Stunt. Uh,
4: <laughs> it's just... Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> yeah. And then they and they, go, and then they show Christian and they show Chris Jericho, hmm. Christian Chris Jericho. I, uh, Is there some reunion there. I don't know, man. I, know out there. I,
1: I actually thought that it was kind of cool. Like I said, I thought it was a cool thing they did, bringing everybody up there. I think it makes yeah. your makes all the teams feel it. It they all want the title. Mm-hmm. It's just right. it, it's. I know it's mind boggling to think that a title can be important on a wrestling show.
2: But no, I just I've been watching WWE for a while. I didn't know that you could assemble more than three tag teams.
3: Yes, <laughs>
1: and, and they can all want and go for the title the whole time. I don't know if you knew that either.
2: None of them broke yeah. up during the segment, as far as I know.
1: No, not yet. Not yet. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe, tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe Friday on Rampage. Who knows? There you Who go. Know. Who knows? But Do you uh... think there's
4: anything merit to why they kept showing Christian Erika or It was weird. I mean, I know he... I it... mean there has to be something. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, um, what's his tag team within Inner Circle? Um he uh,
2: doesn't have one because, like, Sammy and Hagar paired up together. You got uh, Santana and Ortiz
4: together. Maybe yeah. he's, he's going to manage them. Maybe. Chris, Christian know. manages them, and, and Chris Jericho manages uh, and, um, Hito, Hito and, uh, and Santana.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure where they're going to go with it. But um, all right, guys, we got to get out of here. We have seven minutes left. My God, we can't be doing this. All right. I'm exhausted. We are going to take off. Damn good show, though. Damn good show. And uh, we are going to go ahead and take off now. Um, We barely got time to put uh, plugs in there. You know what, Eric? I didn't get your plug out. Why don't you go ahead and knock your plugs out, and then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up.
4: Uh, listen to Everything Unscripted Podcast. We're back this Friday um, for um, New York Resolution 2007 retrospective, and then s- Saturday for Unscripted uh, and Unlimited and a special NFL hard hits on Saturday, too, and the Scary Cats on uh, Sunday.
1: All right. There you go. We did the uh, rush of the plugs at the beginning of the show. I just, I'm tired. I don't feel like knocking them out. I don't feel like looking up at the other screen to read them. But I do want to thank the chat room. I appreciate everybody coming on in here and hanging out with us tonight. I know this was a long show. Sorry about that. And uh, happy new year, everybody. And I will be back. Uh, yeah, I had fun. There you go. I'll be back yeah. here Saturday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Right here and on YouTube. Once again, Hollywood Hangout. I'll see you there on that note. See you. Bye-bye. Time to
4: take your truck and ass home. It's
0: all right.